Hello, club members. I'm Abby. And I'm Alana. (laughs) And welcome back to another dreamlike episode of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. So dreamy in here. It's a, and by dreamy, we mean nightmare, just like so everybody's. Nightmare it's episode. A nightmare. <laughs> uh, Full nightmare. Full nightmare. Uh, today we are talking about our good for her winner, which is <laughs> 1999's Audition. I will be honest. I'm not sure this is a good for her movie. What? Now that I've seen it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't know. Are you serious? I'm full serious. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. Oh about my god! It. This for me, like as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, get it. Good for really? her." Really? Yes. Well, let me oh, let me explain okay. for the people who have no idea what niche thing we're referencing. Um, there is an episode of Arrested Development in which <laughs> one of the characters is watching the news, and the news says it's talking about a woman with her kids in the car, like rolling back into like the bay. And she's just sitting there unfolding a cupcake and goes, good for her. <laughs> good for her. Good for her. So it's like women. Lucille Bluth. Yeah, it's like women getting theirs. Revenge. Doesn't fucking matter. And it's not always, it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> it's a savage moment for women. A savage female moment, yes. A questionable, <laughs> morally savage female moment. Okay, so, I understand then. This is yeah. a good for her then. I get good it. Good for her. Good for her. I get it. I'll play the clip here <laughs> just so like, because I didn't do it justice. Claiming she could take it no more, the young mother released the emergency brake, allowing her car to roll backwards into the nearby lake. Good for her. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? Anyway, today's episode was recommended by, who recommended this? Um, Fed De Solano? Fed De Solano. F.E. De Solano. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine. We love that guy. I don't understand Girl, Instagram person. handles. <laughs> yeah, Instagram handles are hard for us. But thank you so yeah. much for recommending this because um, I had never heard of this movie. Yeah. Well, this was on one of our polls, I think. Was it? Probably like a year or two ago now. Um, it was the poll that um, was the Train to Busan episode. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure this movie was on that poll because it was like a was Asian, Asian Pacific, Pacific Islander, Islander Heritage, Heritage Month. Month. Yeah. Oh, well, I. So yeah, I had heard of it. I had. I, I didn't remember. I never remember the polls. Ariana does most of the polls, but I hadn't heard of this movie. And so whenever it went on our Patreon poll for the club members to vote, the club officers to vote, I, it like took off. And I was like, oh, shit, what is this <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I knew any of the movies except for Midsommar was also popular. And I just want to say um, we will be doing like a revisited poll soon with like me and Ariana going back and doing old episodes and just revisiting them. Yeah. Someone also recommended Creep and Creep 2. So oh. that's probably also going to be on those polls. Yes. Which I think that was like Creep was like our second episode ever. It was me and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'd yeah. Love to, I would love to revisit some of these movies, but good for her. We're talking about audition. So if you're like me and you're uncultured, um, here is a movie teaser. <laughs> this is what this movie is. Well, at first, I just want to say, like, have you heard of this movie, Ariana? I mean, other than it was on a poll. I had not heard of it other than it being on the poll. Okay. I had seen the trailer because I like to watch the trailers of prior course. to putting things on the poll. Right. <laughs> Which Kate hates i never I look at a trailer ever and that on, honestly strong opinions i have very well because it's like it's 
they put some of the best parts or you can do like pattern recognition halfway through the movie and be like, well, now I know what's going on because of the trailer. So yeah. I don't watch the trailers. But I love trailers. This movie, I kind of, I started to watch it and I stopped and I was like, I feel like I really need to have more like context just for like what I'm getting into because this is, I think, I think this might be my first ever like J horror movie or Japanese horror movie that I've ever watched. I think you haven't it. seen the ring. Not the first one. No. Oh shit. Okay. No, and that came out like the year before this. So this is was the like grudge a- J horror is the grudge. Yes. Japanese. Okay. Yes. You've seen the grudge. You've seen the OG grudge. I'm sure. I don't think I have. Oh my God. Why have we not done the ring or the grudge? What is what up the with that? Fuck? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have another poll. We're just listing polls. What the but fuck? I hadn't like, I was, I was like, I, I don't think I know enough like about what this is and like this like style of movie or like what kind of movie this is going to be. I just feel like I need a little bit more insight. And so I looked it up and was immediately very humbled. So I'm so glad that you hadn't seen it either, Ariana. Because yeah. ev- everyone, apparently everyone else has like seen this movie. This is like one of the Very most influential. Yeah, it's been it's like a high it's highly respected in the world of horror. And it's considered by many um, yep. film critics, other horror directors to be one of the best horror films of all time. Any, I think, movies of all like of all the movies, of not just movies. horror. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I, the, and so I looked a little bit. I was like, what the fuck? So I looked up the director. His name is Takashi um, Miike, or if you're Japanese, just reverse that. And this guy <laughs> is a very controversial director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll talk about him in a minute. But uh, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know going into this movie. And I was like, oh, this movie's a big deal. And it's going to be different. So then I went back and restarted it. Oh, it's super different. Very influential for slashers and torture porn <laughs> i'm so glad you brought up torture porn <laughs> future torture yeah. porn movie <laughs> we'll talk about torture porn later um Oof. oh yeah uh but this movie like if you had to compare it to other movies ariana like we, we keep oh, saying yes. how influential it is but like this is the part where i write down movies that i feel like are similar vibes or mm-hmm. you know if if this movie were to be a love child between three other movies, these are the mm-hmm. three other movies it would be. Oh, okay. All right. You ready? I think so. Misery? Yes. For obvious reasons. Obvious. Hostile? Yes. For obvious reasons. Yeah. People bring up Hostile <laughs> a lot with this movie. Hostile, yes. I'm pretty sure Hostile 2 was on, was recommended for this poll too, because I'm pretty sure Hostile <gasps> 2 is a good for her moment. Oh. Um, I have not seen Hostile 2, but I've seen snippets of hostile one i've seen that snippets. does not look i know it <laughs> doesn't seem like it'd be my cup of tea but we'll, we'll talk I, I really i'm gonna like actually i'm gonna write this down because i want to talk about the torture porn of it all um because you have strong feelings about it i do have strong feelings about torture porn i have also written down this movie that i don't think kate has seen but i have mentioned it to her Hard Candy with Elliot Page and Patrick Wilson. If you have not seen this movie. We had a, a full ass conversation about that movie. Like that shit slipped under the radar for everyone. I, I know everything about that movie because I was I, I was like, I'm not going to fucking watch that. But I want no, you should watch it. it. It's, it's fun. Well, that's the whole that we didn't have my <laughs> podcast, which is like people will listen to our podcast because they're like, I don't want to watch that movie. That sounds like too much, but I want to know what happens. It sounds interesting. Sure. But yeah, 
I had Wikipedia in eighth grade and that that's how I found out about hard candy. But yeah, I, I can draw a lot of similarities. I, I know what you're referencing. Yes. But I haven't yes. seen it. So <laughs> I watched it. I had no idea what it was when I watched it by myself. I just like found it on Hulu one day and I was like, sure. And I watched it and I was like, holy fuck, why is why are people not talking about this movie? Well, I think that that's how you should watch Audition, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. let me tell people, make people like a little summary, just a little summary, a little tease. Yeah. little tease for you. All right. Easy tease. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, do you have a teaser? Oh, you have one too. No, you go. You go. You do yours. I like oh, okay. yours better. <laughs> you haven't even heard mine. Okay. A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife. But the one he fancies is not who she appears to be. Ooh, dun dun. I like that teaser because it almost has two meanings. And we'll talk a little bit more about why it has two meanings, because this is what really got me super hooked on this movie was the interpretations of Oh, I ending. know you have interpretations for this movie. Blew my mind. We're going to save a solid <laughs> hour after this plot summary for Ariana. <laughs> We're going to rush through the plot summary <laughs> so that Ariana can ramble <laughs> at the end of this episode. I was, because I, I watched this movie in full this morning and I was like, Ariana's going to have some feelings. <laughs> She's going to have a lot some of feelings. feelings. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry. I have a lot. Of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all the space because I know I'm going to agree with them. So let's go. <laughs> um, but spoiler warning, this is a surprising movie, right? Like this is to a, say the least. To say the least. So if you want it to stay that way, go watch it on Tubi. Uh, the subtitles aren't perfectly timed, but you know, right? Yeah, I couldn't fucking find it anywhere else, and it was free. I had to sign up for some fucking free trial of some bullshit on Amazon oh, Prime, yeah. which well, I have to go cancel. <laughs> I already can't. I already canceled my Screenbox account. I had already done this free trial, so I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. if you guys haven't, uh, or if you have a Screenbox account, go there um, and watch it. But come back, come back. We want to talk about it. Yep. Welcome back. Thanks for We're coming so back. Glad that you're back. Thank <laughs> you so much. That was great. Uh, so I, let me just, I want to talk a little bit before we get into the plot, which I will very, very soon, but I want to talk about this director, right? Yeah. Takashi Miike. He is, like I said, one of the most controversial, controversial film directors in the entire like Japanese film industry. He's like became really famous. This being one of his key movies among others in like the 90, late nineties, early two thousands and really famous for like his Quentin Tarantino style, like. Oh, violence, like over the top violence. Uh, also, often often he features not in this one, but the Yakuza are involved in a lot of his. Films. Oh, really? Dude, his filmography is insane. Like, so like his, his whole deal and why he's so famous in horror and uh, in just in Japanese film is because he's like constantly pushing like censorship boundaries. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say so. <laughs> I was like, I already know that. But yes, yep. Didn't have to tell me I saw the movie. But like there is another movie, it came out like two years after this one. It's called Ichi the Killer. It's very famous because it's from like it's like a manga, I think, or a manga. Uh, I always say it wrong. Uh, but it was highly controversial because it's just like graphically violent and fucked up. I looked up like a tiny snippet of it. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch that, so I'm gonna save it. So like, oh fuck, yeah. So like, whenever that film was premiering, they had like 
these like gag like barf bags at like the premiere of that movie. Um, oh, geez. Yeah. Like the British like film board or whatever, like refused to let it be like have a director's cut and like released in their entire country. They were like, this is extreme levels of like sexual violence and like oh, I'm not sexual violence that, yeah. towards women. And yeah. So like they Jesus. were like, yeah. So a lot of countries would require his films, including this one, um, Ishii the Killer, which was really big to have like a lot of chunks cut out of it to be released. I think in Hong Kong, the movie had like tw- like 17 minutes of footage just cut. Good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what 17 minutes were those? 17 minutes. Oh, God. There's definitely like a 17 minutes in this movie as well, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there's a director's cut of this one or if they were like, that's fine. This I is don't fine. think so. I don't think that maybe they might not have been on to him yet because I, I couldn't mm. find... I couldn't find yeah. anything that said that this movie had any like bans or restrictions, although I'm sure there were countries that did. There always are. But right. Maybe he was just flying under the radar for this one. Or maybe it gets worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe these are a lot I mean, worse. Maybe. Also, I mean, I know this was based on a book, so maybe that's part of it. It's they like all knew yes. it was coming. For yeah, the yeah, part. yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Um, what's interesting about the director, though, um, Mike, he like also... This guy does everything. So like you think, oh, this this is like a Lars von Trier level, like just fucked up in the head. <laughs> Antichrist. Like, something's wrong with him watching his movies. You know what I mean? Like how people look at Rob Zombie sometimes. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but this guy does everything. He's like, he, he, he directs and, and writes like these character driven dramas. Um, these like art house niche films. Uh, these like, wow. He, he has a whole, I think two different, lighthearted like children's films i think one's called like yay what? ninja with like three exclamation points what yeah and he's like he's like well known <laughs> for it he has at least one musical comedy under his belt what is that not insane because this movie is so violent and so many of the movies that i look up from this guy are so depraved How? How? He's, just, he's just got a range it's like ariana sometimes when people meet like i know i don't know about you but when people meet me because i'm like short and like wearing yellow <laughs> eyeliner and like <laughs> talking like very fast pitch like a squirrel and like don't have any tattoos. And I just don't look cool. Whenever I tell people I'm into some of the movies I'm into, they're like, really? They're like, the fuck? Yeah, I could what? see that, Kate. Because you're like yeah. blonde and cute. It's and the same Southern. reason I get like, tar- yeah, I get targeted at horror houses, like at haunted houses for the same reason. Uh. Yes. So, well, you also wear pigtails and crop I don't tops wear pigtails. to look younger and you ask for it. <laughs> they were space buns and it worked. <laughs> they were space buns, guys. <laughs> but I guess, you know, you can never judge a book by its cover. Look at Emerald Fennel with Saltburn. Looks so yeah. ordinary. And then you watch that movie. So anyway, yeah, we got to watch some of this guy, these guys' movies. I want one from every genre. So I just thought that was really interesting. Good Lord. I had no idea. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it to look at this movie. Wait, but you mentioned the yeah. novel. Do you know much about the novel that this was based on? I the only thing I know about the novel was because I was very interested in the multiple interpretations of the movie. And mm-hmm. I know what the novel was in regards to the interpretations. And oh. if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying not to spoil all of it yet. Ooh, exciting. Oh, OK. Tell me about the novel. Tell me what you know. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I know I know about the um the author at least. So the author, this book okay. is like a very popular, it was a very popular book. It was called Audition. It's by this guy, Ryu Murakami. And he he has like a pretty successful like writing career. And like a lot of his novels have similar themes, uh like 
disillusion and drug use, uh, a lot of them are like very like surreal and murdery wow. and are like very much like set against like, it's like a dark Japanese backdrop for everything, like this dark CD. Um, so nice. that makes sense for this movie. <laughs> and he loved Mike's uh, adaptation. He loved this movie. Really? Which That's like, nice. I, looking at Stephen King, it's like, I know, I it's like know. Stephen King's like, no. No, I didn't not like good that enough. one. <laughs> <laughs> and then he likes ones, and I'm like, really? I didn't like that one, but okay. But like, yeah. this author, like, he loved this movie adaptation so much that he gave his blessing to do an adaptation of one of his other really big books. Um, it ultimately failed through because of funding, which is annoying because I bet it would have been great. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So we didn't get which that. Which one was it? Do you it know? It was um, Coin Slot. Kids, something like that. Coin bank. Okay. The coin bank kids. It's all, I, I thought, I looked at the book. It looked fucking great. I, I looked at oh. this book. I didn't have time to read it before this podcast. But sure. Was this, so is this writer like a horror writer or is it more like thriller dark? Um, Both. I, I guess it's subjective. Okay. Some people like, would you call this a horror movie? I would, but some people I mean, might not. Yes. I know, but <laughs> I think it's like how... How dark is it? You know what I mean? Bro, literally when I looked this, like when I looked it up, like I was watching the movie, I always like pull it up on Wikipedia to just like read like the cast and shit like that. Yeah. And the first thing it says is this is a romance slash horror. And I was like, <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? That was, that I was like, what am I about it? to watch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, how is this going to go? Not enough romance horrors out there. I really got to say. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I would what? like okay. more. But I agree. Having seen it, I agree. Romance I wonder if, horror. Like, in Japanese horror, if there's more romance horror, that would be very fascinating. I believe so. I think, and we'll talk about it. There's like a specific trope that we'll go into. Ooh, we love yeah. a trope. And pe- people who are into J-horror and know more than me, give me some recommendations that are like twisty, surreal, or just good. Just give me some recommendations. I'm, I'm just dipping oh, my little piggy yeah. toes in. Yeah, we don't know a lot about um, J-horror except for like the main mainstream things like the The ring and the grudge. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, Yeah. as Ariana said, we're going to play, we're going to keep our cards kind of close to our chest um, talking about the plot. But yeah, spoilers moving forward. So just brace yourself. Well, you mentioned you mentioned the cast. Like, is there anything that caught your eye? Because there's really only like three actors or maybe four. Yeah, like there's like one and a half main characters yes. and like yeah. two supporting characters yeah. and that's it. But the only thing that caught my eye was learning that the girl who plays Asami, the main character, like the main mm-hmm. girl is an ex model. And I was like, yeah, that fucking tracks. She's gorgeous. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, duh. Like I looked her up. Her name's, I I, can, I, can, I don't know if I can pronounce this right. Someone correct me. E hi Sheena. Sheena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's Sheena. gorgeous. She's fucking uh-huh. hot and just beautiful perfect little doll face she's got a very um like editorial face Ooh, like it's gorgeous. it's beautiful in a unique way oh uh, and like her she, she's just got this serious look on her face at all times and so yeah, yeah. she's a I, I looked it up and i'm like yeah she's a fashion model no no shit but also she's no like shit. a photographer um she has like a published book of photos which i thought was really cool and then nice. obviously she's an actress and she's um most famous for this movie but also, I'm sure. I know, but also she was in a different movie. Um, I forget which one. Oh, yeah. It, in Tokyo Gore Police. 
Oh, yes, I did see that, which I, like, I feel like watching that. someone has recommended that to us before, too. Really? I think it was I think it was like on the like scare us, like try to scare us <gasps> polls that we did scare probably like six polls. months ago. Yeah, yeah. It, one of someone definitely recommended that one. It sounds familiar. Ooh, someone recommended again because I really want to watch it and I want to watch her play a police officer in Tokyo War yes. Police. I did look up the trailer now that it's all coming back to me. It's all rushing <laughs> back to did. me. I almost put it on the poll, but then I didn't because there was like five others that I really liked from uh, that poll. But I do remember watching this trailer and being like, damn, okay. And you saw her in it. I'm sure she's like a main. Yeah. Yeah, she is. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then the other actor that I I didn't recognize him, you might have. His name is Ryo Ishibashi. And he was in the, he was Detective Nakagawa in the American version of the first two grudges. I think there's only two. So the grudge one and the grudge oh, two. Oh, fuck. You I know, know it, it clicks whenever you... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Totally didn't like, recognize him. the face. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So he's like a pretty accomplished... So the grudge, the American grudge came out after this, obviously, right? Because mm-hmm. that yeah, was in I the 2000s. 2001, 2002, yeah. Because yeah. I think the grudge okay. came out in 98 in Japan. I'm like totally the wrong. Japanese grudge? I don't know. We don't know what we're talking about because we haven't done any any J-horror movies. Yeah, I'm so surprised Shamed. no one... I mean, I feel like people will recommend The Ring frequently. Um, and I really want to cover The Ring because I, I really like The Ring. I'm I would gonna, love to cover The Ring. put that out there. I love The Ring. So I would definitely be down to cover The Ring. And I feel like people have recommended it for like polls that are like, why haven't we covered this yet? Yeah. Um, it just hasn't made it to a poll. And actually, it has made it to a poll, but it just hasn't won yet. It'll win soon. It'll win. We'll see. It's up to you yeah. guys, club members. Yeah. The grudge too. I'd be down to do that. Well, tell me what happens, Kate. I'm interested to just like kind of sit back, drink my coffee while you tell me a horrifying story. Yeah. So I'll tell you what happens and then you explain it to me. Sound good? Sound fair? <laughs> okay. Because again, I just finished this movie like an hour ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll explain. Ooh, I am reeling. I don't know if I'll explain it. I'm just going to talk about my feelings and help everyone Got decompress and also help myself decompress. Very Excellent. therapeutic. That's perfect yes. for me. So let's just dive right in. It starts out with our main character. What's his name? Ayoyama. 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 I'm going to call him daddy. Ayoyama, dad. His wife, it starts out with <laughs> this like, it starts out with this very like 90s, again, this 1999. It's this very like 90s, foggy, like dreamlike sitcom. Flashback. Not sitcom, uh, like general hospital type. Yes. <laughs> moment. Soapy. Very soapy um, with this man, our main character, dad, watching, you know, his wife take her last breath or whatever. And then the EKG is a full dinosaur. What am I looking at? How does this machine even work? Okay, the 90s tech. I promise we have a lot to talk about. We got some of the worst, the oldest. I'm sure it was great then, but the hospital equipment in this scene. My first thought was this was 1999. I guess maybe, okay, so it's supposed to be present day 1999. So this is a flashback to seven years before. So this is the early 90s technically. And I'm like, I was born in the early nineties. And I'm like, no wonder shit went so fucked with my childbirth, with my mom's giving birth to me. I was thinking, I thought the exact same thing. How did women survive childbirth if this was their fucking EKG? Jesus Christ. Yeah. It looks terrible. (laughs) I'm worried. Oh, and of course, like the son comes up and he has like this cute little school project. And he's like, where's mommy? We have this big sad moment. 
Also, can we talk about the fact that this kid is like clearly like kindergarten age and he has like a diorama that he's going to show his mom and like then they go seven years later and then the kid is like a full young adult. And I'm like, that's not a seven years difference. Yeah, I got confused about how old. Yeah. OK, so immediately flash forward to the present and we have dad and adult son and the adult son is supposed to be. Let's say this kid is in his teens. Let's give him the benefit is of the doubt. It, yeah. They're missing a good chunk of years there because that child I was confused. That ch- that child was like almost preschool age. And then seven years later, he's like at dating least a teenager yeah. dating. I'm like seven years. All the more disorienting okay. because dad hasn't aged a second. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. He looks I'm exactly like, the same. What the, who are these? I, didn't, the same. I didn't even know. Nick, I was watching it with my husband. He didn't know that that was his son. And we had moved on to another scene. Right. He just thought right. it was two adults chatting with each other. Although they did have like a classic father-son fishing scene. Okay, son. All right, dad. Yeah. Like they had the exact fishing scene from Disturbia, like shot for shot. Dad and son fishing scene from Disturbia. I was like, what? That's because they're trying to convince us that this 30-year-old man is 12. We're exaggerating a little, but he does look old. No, we're not. We're not exaggerating. Also, I love this house. This house looks like a Sims 1 house, you guys. That'll mean something (laughs) to some people. The floors, the dining set, the like the wood paneling, the hideous wallpaper, the squeaky leather furniture. Mm, we truly are I was like, in the 90s. Yeah. The interior like decorating of the 90s was shitty everywhere, not just Ugh. America. So now um, like the, the the son is like, dad, like it's been seven years. It's time. I want to like time to get a new time mom. to get your dick wet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> time to get your dick wet. Uh, go get out there and get a life, dad. I mean, a wife, dad. And so <laughs> dad has this like horrible film, nasty film producer friend, which I think is very apropos for like a slimy film producer. Are they both film producers? That was my one question. Like, is this so. guy just his friend? No, it's his okay. friend. His Because his friend okay. kind of like convinces him to do it. Like they had that scene in the bar right after where yeah. he's like, oh, my son like wants me to get a wife. And his friend's like, yeah, you need a wife. Got to get some TNA. I'm a film yeah. producer, drinks martini. He, the acting is much better than mine, but. Yeah, they definitely have like a corporate, you know, white collar sitting at a bar drinking Sco Rose. What's a Sco And Scotch on the Rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> Judging women for having a great time behind them. You know. Oh, the yeah. Usual. I forgot about that. They're like, what happened to all the attractive women? <laughs> Women having a good time isn't attractive. That's we don't like it when women smile. That's annoying. No, but then if you're not smiling, you're a bitch. So smile more. You should smile more. Smile, but not now, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the film. The, the friend is not a good friend. You can tell he's not a good person. Uh, maybe he's a great friend because he, he. You know what? I think he is a great friend. Terrible person because he's like, you know what, buddy? Have I got the idea of a century? Instead of just setting you up on a date with someone I know, like a normal person. I am going to use my resources to devise a fake film for which we'll need to hire a an actress to be the heroine of this fake movie. Right. And the guy's like, cool story. What does that have to do with me? And he's like, <laughs> oh, because we'll get to look at girls. We'll look at women. And then you get to pick a wife. We'll use this audition for you to swipe left. 
to swipe left. Yes. <laughs> this is pre-Tinder. Pre-Tinder. Pre-Bumble. Pre-Hinge. Holy shit. What a creepy yes. fucking concept. Pre- it's like pre-Tinder. Like, because these women have no idea. Yeah, they think they're about to get fucking hired. But they also say it's for a documentary, which this this confused the shit out of me. This Okay, this whole audition scene confused the shit out of me. They're holding auditions. None of the women are are actually trained actresses. They ask them, like, what do you do for a living? And they're all like, oh, like, I am a waitress or, you know, I'm a teacher. And it's like, so you're not an actress. But then I realized it's because they're holding auditions for a documentary. So in case you were confused like me, why they're interviewing a bunch of people and holding auditions for non-actresses. But like also... Did anyone else get confused by that? Yeah, but you're but also it's for the leading role in the I documentary. Know. It's very confusing. Yeah. So we've we've narrowed it down to 30 women. Like out of a thousand. Out of a thousand applicants. God, just fucked up. And like these women really want this position. Like, and these guys, namely the producer does most of the talking, the sleazy producer is like convincing people to take their top off. <laughs> like we get to see some yeah. boobs. Uh some of these women, he's like asking them to talk about like their suicide scars. Um, he's asking, what does your dad do? And also asking them like what their views of like if they're open sexually and things like yes. that. What are your views of like things that you should obviously never be asking at an audition? But these yep. women are like, sure. OK, they're like, well, that's how I get treated in and out of this room. So <laughs> they're like, well, maybe I'll get a different. job if I take my top off. Cool. He seems like a good guy. He's a good guy. So um, the clear winner of this like horrific parade of women is this ex-ballerina who has this. Oh, everyone has to submit an essay. So a thousand people yeah, submitted what is an the essay because it's for a documentary. So I guess it's like how interesting you are. I want I want oh. more details on what on the fake documentary, even though I know that's not important. <laughs> at all okay no the whole time i was so disoriented by this interview process for this like role in a movie i'm like why are you writing essays why are you auditioning people who have no acting experience that's you know yeah. i'm obviously nitpicking but i'm like what i wonder why i wonder you- if it's a trans because like in the i'm i'm watching the dubbed version i mean sorry not dubbed the subtitled version and it's saying heroin like the heroin role and i wonder if that's just like leading poorly translated actress yeah. like the lead star of yeah. the movie i wonder if that's i could see is. that yeah well, that, definitely. that would be less confusing for me mm. anyway we've narrowed it down to the saddest one god obviously men love sad submissive women oh my god <laughs> that are way too young for them this girl this girl 24 24 dad's like 50, she's 24 right? years old yeah, he's um late I would 40s. say he's probably late 40s, early 50s. Late 40s. And yeah. this bitch is a 24-year-old woman. A 24-year-old beautiful ex-ballerina who wrote an essay about loss and like how she hurt her hip and uh can't do ballet anymore. Um and her name is Asami and immediately dad is like fixated on this woman. He's fixated like based on her application. And like her picture and then he like seeks her out like in the waiting room of the audition and then she comes in and he's like, this is the only girl he like asks questions to directly like he's clearly enamored by her physical appearance. Let's talk about that. Like, oh, yeah, this idea of this woman, like based on her picture and also based on this like five sentence paragraph. She came in and sat down on a chair and he's like, oh, my goodness, that's her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, so you can't 
you can't win with men. <laughs> no, look, Jesus. Uh, and it's like, I, I, I was optimistic. Like whenever the creepy producer friend was like, okay, we're going to hold an audition. I'm like, okay, so like you're the gross guy that's going to influence him. But like, I was still team dad at that point, right? That's like a very gray character come to find out because like, at least whenever he was asked, like, what kind of women do you want? He says, I want a mature, skilled woman is what he said. And then it, and then it, like, like, it totally moves into him saying like, yeah, I want a mature, skilled woman, but she also needs to like be classy and keep her shit together and be beautiful and be submissive. Yeah. So it's like, "Mm, maybe you're not a good guy. This guy is not that charismatic. He's certainly not rich. I'm just kind of like, who the fuck do you think you are? And like, he seems to really miss his wife. Like everyone's having to really push him to like, get back out there. Right. He's like looking at photos of his wife. He really loved his wife. He does. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if for me, the idea of like him constantly looking at his wife was from missing his wife. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But my understanding was more like he felt like guilt from that. No, I think the way his friends, his like his creepy friend and his son talk to him and he like seems like he's been in a long depression and they're like really like trying to get him out there. Okay. And he does have moments where he's like, and also the whole first scene in the movie is him like sobbing over his dead wife's body. Yeah. Okay. And it's been seven years. It's like, yeah, move on. Yeah. He's, he's, he's getting out there, but boy, does he get out there. He's like, I want someone like, you can tell he's kind of describing like a mature, like someone like his wife, you know? And then, yeah. And then awesome. You comes in and he's like, never mind. I'll take this broken ballerina that is 24 years old. (laughs) The broken ballerina trope. Fucking men love a broken ballerina. Yeah. Anyway, he, 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 he gets creepy or immediately. He like, like he like, like Ariana said, follows her out into like the waiting room, the lobby, the their fake audition. Oh my God. And uh, he gets her phone number because he has that and calls her at night. Yeah. And then he, go, he goes back. His producer friend is like, mm, I know you really like that one. It's probably nothing. But like her reference, Mr. Shibata or whatever, he has gone. He's not at this Ace Records place that she says that she works for. He's been, he disappeared, actually. <laughs> yeah, he says he's missing. And it's he's like, like oh, okay. Like in a very police way, has been missing yeah. for 18 months. <laughs> no one knows where this guy is. Mm. And dad's like, yeah. that's probably not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a big it's deal. It's fine. But she's hot, so we don't care. No, she's just a sad little ballerina. That's just another sad thing that happened to her. Oh my God, her producer went messing. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. I should I should call her and give my condolences. Oh my God. So he gets he's still fully obsessed. This doesn't uh, dissuade him at all. And so now we get the horror starts to come in because you kind of forget that this is a horror movie for the first bit. Yeah, I will say... 45 minutes in, I paused it and I said, finally, we have a single horror element. So you're going to be watching a movie for what feels like more than half of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Without any horror elements at all. Zero. True. So you better buckle the fuck up and you better focus because it's going to be hard. (laughs) You have to let go of the idea that this is a traditional horror movie, which I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be like 
the ring, the grudge. I was going to be like, something's going to scare me right at the beginning. Yes. And then it's going to lead. It's going to be like a normal horror movie progression. No, this is why it's called a romance slash horror is because for 45 minutes, we're watching this guy fall in love with this girl. And it's like, okay. Yes. Yes. And I, I told Ariana this, but like, I tried to watch this movie twice, not because I got, I got bored, but I was watch, watching it after work and I was like, and it's a long movie and nothing had happened for 45 minutes. I'm like, well, I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Kate texted me. We watched it at the same time because I watched it and then Kate texted me. She's like, I'm watching it. And then when we sat down to record, she was like, oh, I just watched it this morning. I was like, Kate, didn't you watch it when I watched it? And she was like, no, I kept trying and I couldn't finish. It. I just couldn't. Yeah. I was like, I just couldn't focus. And so I watched it. I had I drank a Red Bull and I had my complete focus on this movie. And what an experience. We're going to figure out what happens because it's getting <laughs> creepier, you guys. So I had to watch this scene twice where he calls her. Um, well, this scene's actually great where he calls her and she's, it's the, she, we get to see her flat that she's living in and it's fucking weird as hell. You're like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? It's just like a mattress on the floor in the corner, like a weird burlap sack over in that corner. And then like a landline phone just laying in the center of the floor. And then, yeah. And then like parts of the screens on her, like on her walls are like busted yeah. It looks like she's like squatting somewhere. Um, but that's not even the weirdest part. She is like ring style, like hair over face. Oh, definitely ring style, yeah. Ooh, hunched over, sitting slumped over with her shoulders slumped, just like in front of the phone. Just staring at it. Just facing staring. the phone. Not moving. waiting for his call. Yes. And we get a lot of scenes of him almost calling and then not, and then almost calling. And each time she's just standing there. This is over days. Yes. And I will say this scene is the only like horror scene in the trailer, which is why ah, I was fooled. Good, good, good. And I thought this was going to be like the grudge, the ring. Yes. It's very the grudge and the ring in this one scene. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I understand. I, this I know horror. what this is going to be. I'm so nope. excited to put this on. I put it on. I was like, this is not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so now um, eventually he does, like, actually call her, and she gives the creepiest fucking smile. Like, that slow... She starts smiling slowly, yeah. Over over 10 seconds. Yeah. Smile. She's got a unique mouth, too. She does. She really does have a unique mouth. Yeah, it works. It works. And so she's, like, invited out on, like, I guess, like, an interview, like a call, right? Like, hey, it's me from your audition. Like, let's go out to lunch. Little callback. Yeah. Uh, and it's clearly like a creepy fake date. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Like, well, all right, I have my handwritten notes. I wrote anger. <laughs> Kate's pissed. I got really mad. So like, because he has brought, the, he's convinced this woman that he's auditioning, she's auditioning for a role. Mm -hmm. um, she thinks that she should go out on this date with him to help her get the role. He kind of like dangles it in front of her. Then they're there. It's clearly this like romantic setting. He's not really talking about the movie except to say, oh, yeah, well, you didn't get it. But let's just, like, talk anyway. <laughs> yeah. Is this the one where he says you didn't get it or he says, like, we aren't making this movie anymore? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. He was like, mm, I'm so sorry. He was like, funding through. fell through. That's but, like, what you're it was. cool. So, like, let's get to know each other. Like, you could have told me that over the phone when I was staring at it. But you didn't. Yeah. You invited me to this yeah. restaurant with flowers on the table. And this made yeah. me so fucking mad because, like. As a woman who has had male mentors, this has happened to me 
twice. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Twice. And I'm sure that's happened to many people where you're invited on an interview by one of your mentors or something like that. And it's a, uh, not an interview. It's a, they just want to talk to you and show off their money and like try to get you to be creepy and like date them. I don't know. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. And so I, I'm yeah. immediately mad. <laughs> I am also mad, Kate. However, I will say I would have been more mad if she seemed uncomfortable. And honestly, she didn't. She seemed like she was into it. So I was like, oh, yeah, his. But I was also like, OK, <laughs> OK, I guess I guess this is the romance of the romance war. I guess I know. it's fine. I was like, I guess we're implying this is OK to do. Like, yeah, it's know. like I don't know if it's like the like, a I don't know, Woody Allen yeah. situation where it's like, yeah, the that shouldn't have happened and that's fucking horrific but they're still together no that's not right you know what I mean like you're like trying to justify it because this guy doesn't seem totally horrible and he does seem really into this girl even if not for the correct reasons yeah no I agree so you're like uh is it like where is this going like where is this going because she does she's very receptive to his advances yep so then like they're like hitting it off essentially and um you know, what dad is talking to his sleazy producer friend over what I'm now calling Japanese golf. He's literally just like at the top throwing of the building, golf. throwing golf balls. Throwing golf balls. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, it's like he's skipping rocks and talking about this girl he likes, but he's just like yeeting golf balls. I kind of like this scene because it almost feels like a representation of like what he just did, right? Like he's not playing the game correctly but he's still trying to win the game. Like yes. he's like, yes, he's yes, like, yes, let me so not funny. go through the yeah. motions of golf. Let me just put the golf ball with my hand into the goal. Feels the same in my, in my pleasure center. So that's how I'm going to do it. Cause his friend, I think is actually playing golf next to him. Yeah. That's what I, I feel like that's what this scene is meant to do, but maybe I'm overinterpreting. I don't no, know. I love that. I, I didn't even think about that. I was just like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing you look so stupid anyway also he's always wearing a duster <laughs> always with a fucking duster with this guy he's always wearing this stupid duster what's a duster like like um like what like a active shooter would wear how do i describe this like oh god i know it's like <laughs> like those creepy like 90s down to the floor oh yes like mm-hmm. a like an outer like an outer like coat. blade <laughs> that's better than an active shooter <laughs> I don't know what that is either. you don't know who blade is is that an anime thing? No, it's Wesley Snipes. You know what? I can't get into Wesley I don't Snipes. Know right. what you're oh my about. god! Okay, well, I'll educate you later. It's an don't overcoat, worry. right? We're talking about like an overcoat. Sure, it's like okay, one that's like like a trench coat. Down. Let's call it a trench coat. Okay, so it's they've been dating, I guess, for like a little bit at this point, and they go to like this fancy hotel. Oh yeah, because he's like he's told. The friend, like, I'm going to propose to her. Bro, how long have they been fucking dating? Because we've only seen, like, three dates. Yeah, it's not explicit, but it can't have been that long. Like, it feels the, it feels soon. It feels soon. Feels quick. Feels quick, bro. For, like, going from seven years of nothing to... For a 24-year-old. <laughs> Ooh, whatever. And so he takes her to, like, this fancy little hotel. Um, and uh, Asami starts being, like, like, opening up to him in a strange way. She, like, takes off her clothes like an alien and, like, lays down in the bed, which, by the way, is just, like, one crunchy white sheet. Classic for a 90s sex scene. <laughs> Always. No comforter. Just one crunchy white, stiff white sheet. 
And she lays down and like is fully naked and shows him like she's got these two linear burn scars like on her inner thigh and is essentially like inner thigh. Yeah. Like high up, like barely her thigh. Yeah. Uh, And he's obviously like, she's all like, I just want you to love me. Like, I want to be the only one for you. I want to give all of myself to you. I want you to know everything. And so they have sex, question mark? (laughs) Sex? What the (laughs) fuck just happened? This is another way, what the fuck is going on here moment. Because I've almost forgotten about the telephone scene. I haven't, but like, because she's acting so demure and normal. Ariana, how would you describe what happens in this scene when he finally approaches her? It's so weird. I mean, he promises to love only her and then he gets like takes his shirt off and then he gets on top of her. And then all of a sudden we see like a flurry of white sheets and then he's awake in bed and she's absent. Like an immediate fast, like cocoon, like gotcha, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, like we don't see the sex. We don't see them falling asleep, but he's like suddenly awake in bed. You're like, what? Oh, you're, and this is when it's going to get disorienting. And this is where I'm yeah, going to start to do my fucking best. And you guys are going to have to hold in with me. All right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to be like, what? Yeah. I told, because again, I was like, yeah, I'll do the, I'll talk about the story for this one. Um, How do I put this into words? Like, bro, I know. Because it's like a dream. It's like hard it's a, to verbalize. Now it's, yeah. Now it's about to get real weird. So we have the sexy little invite gone wrong. Um, And then she disappears. He can't find her. He goes to the, his producer friend and is like, wait, I need, like, give me, what, I need more contact information. Like, I miss her. And the producer friend is like, maybe this is a sign that you need yeah. to just, like, move on. Maybe this was a lovely rebound and uh, it just feels iffy. Yeah. And he's like, no. Which is fair. Which yeah, is very is fair. fair. And he's like, no, she's beautiful and I'm going to find her. Totally fine. No, that's legitimately, yeah, that's legitimately his reasoning. He's like, yeah. but she's hot, though. He's <laughs> like, you're not, I don't think, you, I don't think you're understanding me. <laughs> <laughs> but she's She looks hot. like this. <laughs> can i Have can you, you help her? me now well he is like sifting through like i guess her her resume which fucking creepy so he's looking for as much information that he, that he can get from her resume for the fake audition and is like oh yeah she was she was at this ballet studio for like ever and he like bugs bunny style like runs as fast as he can yeah what like, get a grip bro maybe like get a grip also maybe this is the hint that she's just not that into you if she's like love me and then like Leaves? dips yeah dips yeah anyway so he go- we this is a creepy scene very creepy scene we- he goes to the ballet studio it's abandoned except yeah. for one person who's in there mm-hmm. the creepiest man you'll ever see he's this psycho little guy just in a wheelchair at the piano just playing he looks the like piano. an anime character but like irl yes yes and he's like, yo, have you seen Asami? Like, do you know that name? And he's, this guy like turns around and goes full creepy and is like, have you smelled her? Have you touched her? Have you licked her? And you're like, okay, <laughs> cool. And then you start to like put together that like, oh, oh, and his feet are like. His, the feet, yeah. What the fuck is going on with his feet? He has like these shoes on. Elephant man feet. That are that look like feet. It's like it's like the T-shirt that looks like a tuxedo, but it's for yeah. your feet. They're like shoes that look like feet. This whole scene, I'm like, what? I watched. I had to like pause. I was like, no, 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 no. You can't throw all of that at me at once. What the fuck? 
is going on? I was fully sucked in at this point. I was like, the fuck? (laughs) Oh my God. And I think, is this the point that you kind of realize like, okay, she, like if she was, if you, if you, my good sir, are saying these sorts of things about this person who was in your dance studio. I don't know if dad's smart enough to figure this out, but as a viewer, you're like, oh, you're an abuser and a pedophile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all knew that. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. I feel like the whole time there's like an implication this bitch was abused, like the whole time. And then at this point, we yeah. meet this guy and we're like, OK, like this guy definitely like physically or sexually abused her. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the only other thing he has to go off of, is it a restaurant? Is that what it is? I think it's a bar. A bar. It's called it's, the, it's, the bar, like the bar on like the bone, fishbone on fish, fishbone fish bar stone. on eight fish or stone. something it's called. Uh, fishbone yeah. grill. Yes. The bonefish grill. Yeah. Bonefish grill. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese delight. Yeah. So he's just like hitting up everything on her CV. I love that he's not deterred by this. He's of course like, not. He's a man, Kate. Right. He's like, oh, so this was a bust. I'll go to the next. One. I'll go to the next one. He's like, ah, uh, she's hot. Mm, not going to stop. Not going to stop here. Nice try. <laughs> then he goes to this bar and there's a guy there who's like, yo, that's abandoned. Like no one's in there. And he's like, oh, well, like, do you know Asami? Like, Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. Do you strange man in this hallway? And the guy, the stranger starts to tell him what happened there. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. like, it's like blows closed. Like there is like a body was chopped up. Like a tongue was chopped off, like some fucked up shit. Yeah, he's like, the blood was coming out from under the door because the building's at a slant. I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. Like in his his delivery for just like strange man on the stairwell, I was like, I want to see you. Cool. I want you to be in this movie more. <laughs> I want more of you. More of you. Foreboding <laughs> gentlemen with your creepy blood stories. We like it. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's tell the story a little bit more because it's, it's got a lot of horror elements because I want to give people this full vibe. So like he shows up, the creepy guy, the guy who's like just chilling there is like, oh, like there's only one woman who's worked there and her name is blah, blah, blah. Like there's no other random girl named Asami that's ever worked there. But like this is what happened to like the lady who owned it is like one day we just saw blood coming out from under the door and the police came in and they found this woman completely chopped up into millions of pieces. But when they put her back together, they found like <laughs> extra fingers and like an ear and like a tongue. Together. Yeah. And so that's like fucking weird and then he has this like full hallucination of like fingers and an ear and this pool of blood and the tongue is just like flapping flapping about (laughs) just like on the ground in that scene that hallucination whatever you want to call it is like oh it's almost like a subliminal message it's like two seconds yeah and you haven't seen anything quite like that yet so you're like what the fucking what is going on what are you about to show it was definitely a jump scare too good jump scare. yes it was not unlike unlike any other jump scare i've ever had yeah i agree it was fun i liked it well just to make sure everything's you know calming down we're then treated to a wild pov shot of <laughs> someone running frantically through like their dad's empty house right after the housekeeper leaves except the dog who you know gets some food the dog's name is i think gangu yeah which means gang right does it? Yeah, gang. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, that's a common... it's a very cute beagle. Don't get attached. Woo! So dad gets home. 
he pours himself, what did you call it? A scoro? Scoro? Yeah, he pours himself a scoro, <laughs> a scotch on the rocks. He pour, His dad dinner, as I'll call it, because that's all he- Dad he dinner! Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking dad There's, dinner. Because as he's pouring this, he's, you're getting the voicemail of the son playing- and his the teenage son is like, yeah, I'm hanging out with my girlfriends, like, uh, feed the dog. But like, you also need to eat. Can you at least like eat a yogurt or something? Love yeah. you, bye. And then dad's like, cool, pour, pour my scoro, suck it back. <laughs> and then boom, like within seconds, dad is like down. Dad is prone. Yeah, he is, you can tell he's drugged. Something has occurred. Something is wrong with this scoro. And this is where you guys are going to have to really bear with me because we're about to go off the rails. (laughs) Torture porn. Buckle the fuck up. We're going off the rails now. Okay. Dad Scorer was drugged. He's on the ground. Like as he hits the ground, we smash cut. And we're back at the restaurant where they had their date. And Awesomey is here. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. And she starts talking about, you're like, is this a flashback? Is this actually happening? You just don't know what's going on. And she starts talking about how growing up, she lived with her aunt and uncle who both abused her physically. This is a super, let me just say, the scene is so weird because it starts off as a flashback because you've seen this scene before earlier in the movie where he asks her like about her family and he says it the same way and you're like, okay, this is a flashback. But her answer is different from what what she answered previously. Yeah. So it's a flashback, but she's saying something different. So it's very disorienting. Yeah. We're getting getting gaslit from this moment forward. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't know which way is up. And so yeah. and neither neither does dad. So she's we, we're getting more information from Asami in this flashback slash something, whatever. And she's talking about how they would make her take cold baths and she would get pneumonia and shoved her down some stairs and broke her shoulder. Um, yeah. And she was like only seven when she years was old. Seven. Yep. Yeah. Seven, when she was seven years old. And we know that other stuff probably happened based on our experience at the ballet when she was young. And she's like, but then like. So I went back with my mom, but then my stepdad wasn't physically abusive, but he was emotionally abusive. And like, she couldn't, and this is like such a real type of abuse, especially towards children where they're like, you can't make a sound or you're going to like, like you're afraid to close the door. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, she can't Set off make your... a sound. Yeah. She can't yeah. turn the lights on. And it's also kind of implied. She's like, yeah, my stepdad didn't beat me. Because he couldn't walk. Like, he was, like, in a wheelchair. Ah, okay. So it's like, he would have if he could have. So he did it the only way he could. And I'm like, ooh, honey, okay. Yikes. Well, this isn't... Uh, the response we get from dad is very appropriate, which is essentially like, babe, you're the one. It's so... He doesn't, like, acknowledge what she has said. Like, he's just like, it's me and you. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't really listening, which makes me feel like her answer is maybe not real. Yes, like she you didn't know. actually say that at that time. That's what's so disorienting, right? Because yeah. we're watching a flashback, but it's going different than how we remember it. Yes. Super disorienting. It's really it's really disorienting. And I have yeah. I have like I can make a headcanon at the end of what I think, but it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it's gonna get crazier. He's like, you know what? You're the one babe. Uh I want you to meet my dead wife and my de-aged kindergarten age son sitting at the table next to me. 
Yeah. So in this flashback, which is so crazy, he's sitting at a table with this girl in the flashback that actually happened. But now in this remembrance of it or whatever, his wife and his like child son are sitting at the table and he introduces her to them. And you're like, what? What? (laughs) And the wife is like, no, like, don't do it. Like, don't. Yeah. She's warning him about her. Yeah. God. And then, all right, smash cut again. We're done with that scene. We're out of there. No time to figure out what's going on. So we're back at Asami's flat now. Um, this is, so, it's a blowjob attack is what I wrote down here. <laughs> Wait, explain this because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I would love to. So we're reeling from the last scene that just happened. Smash cut. We're at Asami's flat. Dad's there and she like. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Like, like a feral monkey like jumps on him and like starts ripping off his clothes. And he's, he's like, oh, 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 oh. but he doesn't say no. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't say no. Uh, And he eventually is like into it. (laughs) Yes. And she like starts to like, I guess, give him a blowjob. And she turned the face turns into his old co-worker who we met for like a split second. His secretary. Who? Secretary. Yeah. Who the whole time her storyline is like she's weirdly submissive to him. And like she goes up to him at one point and says, like, just, you know, I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, Congrats. like dismissive. Yeah. And so what I was thinking was like, okay, they fucked once and like she oh, still I likes him. think that. Oh my gosh. That was totally my thought oh. in regards to like why they were even showing her at all. And then when we have this scene now where Asami turns into his secretary, it's just so weird. It's, it's so weird, weird and, and disorienting. Yeah. You're like, did this happen? Is this a flashback? Is this what he wanted to have happened? Is this a dream? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. And there's no time because her face is changing a fucking again. So yeah, we're back to Asami. And then she becomes, goes down, comes back up. And it's the face of his son's girlfriend. Yeah. Underage girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Very weird. Very weird. You're like, is this supposed to represent all women then? I don't. Like all women in how, his life? How he views the women in his life? Yeah. Just like disorientation. Is this supposed to be a flashback? Did he, you know, he's an unreliable narrator at this point because we're all like, what the fuck is happening? Yes. Is this a true flashback? Did he actually f- become sexual with all of these women? Like we have no idea. I think we cert- he certainly has had sexual and possessive thoughts about these women. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that's implied. Like, I think at least his subconscious was thinking about this. Men. Anyway, (laughs) we're saved from this horrific carousel of faces by the burlap sack (laughs) in the corner of the room. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is so great. This is my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. This is I cannot get this out of my brain. Of course it is, Ariana. I can't get it out of my brain, Kate. Oh, my God. You want to tell him what happens? Oh, my God. Okay. This was so horrific and disorienting that I legitimately didn't know what happened. (laughs) I legitimately, I legitimately, it took me like an extra few seconds to be like, did that just fucking happen? But anyway, okay, so the sack that we've been seeing in her apartment, it's been like, for the most part still, but then like occasionally it'll do like this jump scare thing where it moves and you're like, oh my God, there's a person in there. So in this scene, the burlap sack opens and this middle-aged man crawls out he's naked he's missing both of his feet that were clearly amateurly surgically removed yeah and, and he has like over. 
Yes. He's on his knees crawling. He has no fingers like on one hand and like two fingers left on the other. And then he does not have an ear. So that's the implication Mm. is like, okay, so these extra body parts were found back with this grill back at the bonefish grill. Okay. (laughs) That's where these body parts came from. But anyway, so that's not the worst part. This is the worst part. This is the part I cannot. This is my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. Amazing. So then we see him crawling out of the sack. We see Asami in the room next to him. She's fully vomiting into a dog bowl, which I didn't realize it was vomit until they showed it. I was like, oh, fuck. She's vomiting into a dog bowl. Yeah, I I figured it out, but not right away. I was like, yeah, I agree. It wasn't. Yeah, it was very. Oh, my God. Anyway, she brings him the dog bowl of vomit and he loves it. Like a good <laughs> he, dog. Yum. He fully starts slurping up her vomit out of the <laughs> bowl. And then she is this part where she like turns into a little girl again. Yes. And starts like petting his head like he's yes. a dog. She turns into the awesome we've seen in like ballet flashbacks and her, with her hor- horrible tutor or whatever. She's petting yeah. him like a dog while he eats a bowl of her vomit. Oh, it's the funniest so... shit. It's oh, so fucking god. funny. Oh my god. I wish Will had come in at that point. See, there's always a point in the movie where I'm like, I want Will to walk I in wish right now. Yeah, I wish he had just walked by. <laughs> I want him to think that this is all that we watch. It's just... That's literally what I want as well. Well, we're <laughs> saved from this uh, heinous scene by another heinous scene. So this is, we get to see the ballet guy, the tutor. Um, this is so fully fucked up. So he's all messed up, but he's still like he's in his messed up state that we've met him in. And but she is her young self. And he is now there in that room crawling towards her with hot pokers that he used to burn her. Hence the burn scars. Yeah, and, like hot sticks, like little sticks. Yeah, yeah like metal yeah. sticks that he's been like heating up to like brand her with essentially. On her inner thigh. On her, her inner thigh. scars that. She had showed us earlier, yeah. Yes. Um, but it but it's adult Asami who he's doing this to now. Right. Yes. What she keeps going fuck? back and forth between like child version of her and adult version yes. of her. Yes. And the guy saying the he's like, dance for me. And oh my God, I just want to fucking kill him. <laughs> but she accepts it. Like, so adult Asami like spreads her legs and like accepts the burn. And, and she um, likes it. Oh, I didn't catch that. She like she almost like accepts the pain as like part of the love, which comes back a little bit later. Oh yeah. That's very important. She like, I don't know if she likes it, but she's not like hesitant about opening her legs. She's just like, yeah, fucking come do it. Yeah. Come do it. Come do it. Yeah. Yeah. She's expecting Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Smash cut again. (laughs) (laughs) To it. We're, we're, we're at the ballet studio now. Ballet man is playing the piano An adult awesome me. Is approaching him with a garrot wire. Oh, I forgot about this part. This is great. You forgot it's about this fe- part. It's a fetotomy wire, Kate. Should we oh, talk yeah, about fetotomy yeah. wires? Um, no. I feel like we already did this in the hereditary episode. Yes. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same principle. Oh God, yeah. So a fetotomy wire, guys. This is gross. But you all like horror movies, so you'll like it. Whatever. I'm going to tell you things, and it's going to be disturbing. We had to use these in vet fast school. forward. Yeah, we all held one of these. Fast forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear me talk about terrible veterinary shit. But anyway, so a fetotomy yeah. wire 
is when a cow is giving birth or a horse, maybe. No, it's mostly cows are giving birth and the baby cow like dies. And so it's like basically stuck in the birth canal. And in order to like get the baby cow out without like putting the mom cow through surgery, you like have this long ass wire that's like super sharp and you like put it into her vulva and you like put it behind the baby cow and you like basically saw this baby cow in half to like cut it into pieces to like get it out easier. Um, and it's horrible and it's all branded into our heads. <laughs> all of our animal lovers in vet school sitting there learning about fetotomy wires and we all want to die. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she does it slowly to this man's neck. It is a great scene. He deserves scene. it though. Yeah. Oh, we love it. Take Take your time, honey. And she's like, Good for her, you know? Good for sure. her. She's yeah. getting hers. She's just like fucking sawing through, grinning the whole time and fully decapitates her like ballet mentor. So this long ass wire, it's like super sharp and she like wraps it around his neck slowly and just like well, squeezes until piano. it just like decapitates him and the head rolls off. <laughs> anyway, smash cut. No time to process. <laughs> There's your scream for the episode. That's my scream. There's I'm, I'm doing it for the episode. As far, I hold them in as much as I can, but that I had to. Now, anyway, it doesn't matter. Can't can't process that. We're, we're back on the floor at home. Smash cut again. He's on the floor. He's like, whoa, what the, what happened? Well, the dog's dead. That's what happened. The dog's fucked. His head's like wrapped around his body. Yeah, it's something unfortunate happened to this dog. Yeah. Um, and Osami's here and she has never looked better. <laughs> she looks she looks great. She looks awesome. So this whole movie, she's wearing like all white, which, you know, she's very pure and she like doesn't really Angelic. raise her eyes too high. She's just this little angel, little demure, little meek girl. She's just, she's just a girl. And now we <laughs> see the real Osme, who is fucking so scary. She comes in with a big ass leather bag, big ass leather apothecary gloves past bag. her elbow. Oh my God. Apothecary bag and a, like a big leather ass plastic apron. Yeah. And a tarp. Oh yeah. Fucking tarp. Hope you're ready for the misery of all of this. The misery references. Yeah, very big, big misery energy. So, turns out that juice that he just drank not only made him see all of those things, it also paralyzes him, but not his nerves. It just paralyzes his muscles. No, no, not yet. She injects him and with something mm. to paralyze him. That's right, of course, because that's the poster. And I am injection into the tongue. Yes, I that works immediately. That. So we'll we won't ask questions. She will not budge on the medical things. <laughs> do whatever surreal shit you want to do, but we want to wait the full like thirty minutes for the IM injection to kick in. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, no! That's not a fun movie, Ariana. I want to see him suspension get in the of disbelief only goes so far for me. I'm sorry. Pa okay. Well, I'm sorry that this crossed the line for you. Cross the line. Crossing the line now. So yeah. Immediately, he is paralyzed. She explains, like, your nerves are very much active. In fact, they're going to be more sensitive. Um, and lays out that tarp. And, guys, it's torture time. Torture porn. Here it comes. Who saw this coming in, like, the last 17 minutes of this fucking movie? So, awesome She's casually explaining that, yo, your audition shit is fucked up. <laughs> That's some misogynist ass bullshit. Like, and like fully like explains, like, you like, you're just fucking with women and you think that's okay. You think that this is okay. All this while she's like cutting off his shirt surgically. Um, 
And it's like the only way that you're going to learn, like you're just like the rest of them. The only way that you're going to learn is through pain and suffering. That's the only way you're going to see who you are, who you really are. And then starts taking these skinny, long ass needles. They're like acupuncture needles, but they're longer. I'm so glad you said acupuncture because this whole scene, I was laughing because I think <laughs> this is what my clients see in their head when, yeah. I'm like, when I suggest acupuncture for their arthritic dog. Because yeah. they all like go, what? And I'm like, no, it's not. Oh my God, the South. I can't with you guys. Well, people are, <laughs> people are a little scared of like stabbing their beloved pet with needles. It sounds scary. They oh, think it, maybe they've all seen the audition. You know what I mean? They've all seen audition. They probably have. They're like, that didn't look fun. It's a very mainstream horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen it but us. <laughs> Everyone's seen it. Anyway, the acupuncture gone wrong. Uh, she's slowly impaling him. Oh, it's so... It's awful. It's great. Slowly impaling him with these long needles in his abdomen. Like, a bunch of them. Um, yeah, in his abdomen. So random. And, she, and she's going, kitty, 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 which means, like, deeper, deeper, deeper. as she Because she's doing it slowly and pushing it deep. Like, these are going... Yeah. Home. She's doing it in like a really cute way, too. Like, <laughs> Of course she is. And I saw this thing that said like she originally was like saying that really quiet, almost like to herself. Like and scarier. the director was like, no, say it out loud to him. And it's scarier. And she was like, All right. oh, what a good choice. Yeah, that's such a good choice. And I could see her being like, oh, no, this is like I'm I'm like in I'm being a psychotic if I'm in my head now. But it's like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. We're going to be outward. Involve psychotic. him. Yeah. You've been inwardly psychotic. It's time. <laughs> yes. Let it out. Yeah. Let it out, awesome me. Yeah. Well, not only does she put all these needles in his abdomen, she then like straddles him, pushing she the needles jumps down. On yeah. yeah, that I like that part too. <laughs> she like jumps on him and you're like, <laughs> you feel that yeah. one. And then starts putting them in his eyeballs and around like his orbital socket. I told I totally thought she was putting them like physically in his eyes, but she's just putting first. them like under, like in the little like tear troughs like yeah like i think she wants him to see it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but like they do that normally like you can get acupuncture under there do you think that she's performing acupuncture i mean i've had acupuncture done and they put them in weird fucking places he's like oh my migraine's gone thank you so much that's literally it that's literally <laughs> it don't try this at home you love a practical effect moment kate so yes, did you I see do. how they did this oh well, i mean i've seen like the the, you know, the, the basic like collapsible hypodermic needles. Is it something different? Yeah, it's like the needles are real. They just like built a like mask like fake skin on top of his face and on his abdomen. And then the needles oh. were pushed into that. No, I, absolutely not. Only in the 90s <laughs> could you get away with something so fucking stupidly dangerous. Yeah. yeah. What? So they're just hoping that their steady hand and memory of how thick the. Yeah. No, They're like, here's up. an here's an X model to oh my God. somewhat well gauge how deep to put these in. Jesus. <laughs> wow. No, I actually don't no. like that practical effect fact at all. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. They just did the dumbest shit back then. All right. Don't do we that. We have better technology now, but that's sick. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> All right, so sits on him, driving into the eyes, and is also like, oh, your son also, he's going to die too. Not because not nothing he did, nothing personal against him, but that's the only way you're going to get it. Yeah, I think it's like she definitely talks about like 
revenge where she's like, you won't get this. But I do think a big part of it is like she basically sees that he's he has a son who he's sharing his love with. He has his ex what like dead wife who he loved and she finds that offensive because she's like you are supposed to just love me and like his love for his son is like no fuck that guy i'm gonna go kill your son because you're not supposed to love anyone but me do you think that's really what it is yeah i think that's a part of her motivation huh i didn't think that she actually wanted his love i think her abuse and we'll talk more about this oh it's like her her fetish her fetish like her her abuse and growing up, I think there are yes. lines that imply that like she associates pain with love because that's yes, like how she yes, grew got up. You. Absolutely. And the pain is like just a part of love and you have yes. to like go through that. And so yes. basically she's like, see, you feel the pain. She says this right before she like puts the ones in his eyes. She's like, this will purify your love yeah, for me. So that. I do think you're part right. of it is like a twisted version of her like yeah, right. love for him and his love for her, whatever. Yeah, she's good for her, you know? Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So, anyway, Asami's, Asami's going to town, grinning the whole time. Um, and then we get we get a flashback that I think is important because it just makes me so mad. And it's that pervert fucking ballet teacher with his hand down his pants while he's watching her as a child dance for him. And you're oh, like... Oh, yeah. And he's fully masturbating, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, duh. And, and I'm just like... <laughs> kill them all you know what i mean <laughs> but we all knew we all knew this was coming we, we knew. all knew that was the implication i just didn't know they would like show it well it's it's kind of it's if this is really a good for her movie it's like you're it's hard to be on her side watching her do in theory it's hard to be on her side watching yeah. her do these things these horrific things to this guy who hasn't like done anything near as bad as these other people have but is still right. a bad guy and then right. you get this flashback to how how men have treated her and you're like Get him. Get him, girl. <laughs> Get him. No, I think they do a hard they do. They're trying to make you feel empathy for her. And then they have a cut scene where you don't feel empathy for her. And yes. then they have a cut scene where you do feel empathy for her. And it's just like back and forth. You're like, how do I feel? <gasps> yeah. I don't know how I feel. I still don't know. <laughs> but yeah. the son's home. He came home early. Rut row. Wait, no, we haven't talked about right before the son gets home. What she does to him second fetotomy wire moment <gasps> bye bye foot <laughs> i forgot i i left that Say part goodbye. out i didn't forget i just skipped it skipped over it uh yeah important important thing after we get after we probe the eyeballs she gets to sl- her favorite she gets to take off an appendage and she, she loves it loves it she goes she goes to town on that foot and completely severs his left foot that's the best part of her evil that's like the peak of like her evil yeah because she's just like laughing and like kind of like a little girl having fun jokey you know you hate you know how i hate this shit like this torture shit where it's like a joke she's like lol like sawing his foot off i'm like gross that's like right after you see her like her dance teacher masturbating to her so you're like (gasps) and then yeah we get to watch her saw off a guy's foot yeah like she's not the good guy either you know what i mean but am i rooting for her sure a little bit wait were you really rooting for her kate yes wow okay i can't say that i was i i was (laughs) 
I wasn't, was. whenever she's like, and I'm going to kill your, like, and the little dog too. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> nobody's yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Nobody's perfect, but I, I love Asami. I think she's great. Um, so yeah, foot's gone. That's still conscious somehow. Wait, but can and... we talk about how she just like throws the foot casually after she, <laughs> after she cuts it off, she just like whips it behind her and it just like hits the glass Down window and falls. <laughs> that shit was funny. I did laugh out loud at that. Which just like and whips it say, to the side. I, I looked at this director and he does, I think in a lot of his later movies too, involves a lot of this like black comedy, this really dark yeah. gore it's comedy, really which is fun. You know, like honestly, nah, it's too much for you. But it was giving me like House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh my God, vibes. I can't with that. Movie, I know no. you can't. This one you can because it's a woman doing it to a, a, a man. Yes, that's so, the difference. That's the difference. You know, the difference? a woman does stuff to... Anyway, I'm not getting into... I can't get into Rob Zombie I don't like it. right now. I don't like it. <laughs> it's fine. Smash cut. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> We're just zooming all over the place. Smash cut. Oh, my God. Everything's fine. It was all a dream. We're sleeping in our crunchy white sheet bed next to Asami. All feet are attached. Weird dream, huh? It was all a dream. He wakes up in the bed in the hotel where right after he fucked her... And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, my God, like 45 minutes of a dream. Holy fuck. What a great movie. What a great movie. I love when they do that, when it ends. Me dream. too. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, he's like disturbed. He's like, man, I had a really bad dream. And she she wakes up and is like, I will. You know, and he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, your proposal, silly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And yeah. we get this line, this horrific line that she says where she's talking like, I'm the luckiest girl from the audition. I didn't get the role, but I got you. Oof. Oof. And then immediately Oof. we get the kitty, kitty, kitty. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah. Lol, JK, bitch. You're still on the floor and you got one foot. JK, it's a dream that you were dreaming. You were dreaming that around. dream. You were unconscious yeah. because she cut your foot off. Anyway. Yeah. And the son came home. And awesome. He's like, ooh, this is going to be fun. And like run and runs and hides. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you silly girl. So she runs and she She's hides. She's just being silly. Just doing silly little things. <laughs> silly and girl she things. she starts like chasing the sun around. I don't know what she's holding. It looks like a perfume like bottle. I guess it's maze. She's trying to mace picked, him or something? I would have done. I don't know. You have so many other weapons, but she's just doing silly things. So she's like chasing him around the house with this mace. Um, gets him at the top of the stairs, gets him down, and he kicks her all the way down the stairs. But and she, like, flies in, like, a n- not real way. She, like, Ooh. she, like, soars backwards. She doesn't, like, fall down the stairs. No. She just, it's like, like a soars. Marvel character Yeah, it looks like it's Iron anime. Man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a feat. <laughs> he yeets her. Yeah. Yeet is the correct word. Yes. <laughs> Yeets her ass down them stairs and then crack. Her neck is fully broken. She is dead. Yeah. And she dies with her, her head like turned facing dad. So we know her neck is broken. <laughs> yeah. 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 We can it's, see it sticking out of her neck. Visibly broken. The son, I like this part because he then goes up to dad. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, you stupid fucking teenage boy. No, like, yeah, I'm fine, kid. I'm fine, son. He, the dad's like, call the fucking police. So call the police. <laughs> Oh, and then this is a really cool scene because then Asami, she like starts talking to the dad. Like her lips are moving, but you're like, is this in his head? Like what's going on? 
And she starts yeah. talking to the dad and she's saying all these sweet things. Ariana, like, what are some of the things she says? It's so weird. She basically says all of the lines that she had said earlier in the movie that like meant yes. a lot to him, like on their dates. Yeah, yeah. Like how excited she is to meet him, how he was such a prize, how he she only wants his love. Yeah, it's very weird. And that's it. And then it goes to the weirdest choice for a credit song I've ever experienced. <laughs> right? Like, like well, we need some humor. We need to decompress about that one. Ooh, <laughs> this fucking music at the I'm end. Like, uh, and that is the end of audition. And now I'm going to pass great. it over to you, Ariana. <laughs> and Take the moral of the story is... Don't fuck with women. Date people your own age. <laughs> Stop dating teenagers, Leonardo Stop, DiCaprio. For real. You listen in, we'll Leo. We'll cut off your feet. Listen the fuck up. Listen the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. What a ride. What um, a wild ride. So, like, this is what got me about this movie. This is what got me. So, when I was watching this, I interpreted it as the reality was not the murder scene, not the torture scene. When I watched this, I thought that was all a dream. And I took it like it was all a dream. What? Like all a nightmare that all this happened? Yes. Yeah. Like I had no idea that was meant to be reality. I thought it was all a dream. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was so confused because I'm obviously sure. when I was preparing for this episode, I like reread the plot just to review. And I was like, wait, holy fuck, that was supposed to be reality. And then the cut to him in bed with a woman right after sex was like his flashback or his yeah. dream. I thought yeah. it was the opposite. I was so That's confused. Wild. That's wild. So, I, I think I had a little extra insight because I had watched the first part of this movie twice. So like, uh, I had a I had a really good sense in my mind of like the timeline and what had happened in reality so far that was like maybe that I really need to happened. rewatch it. Yeah, I would. There's just a couple of things that threw me off that made me think that it was all a dream. Um, yeah, so that's interesting that you didn't even have that thought at all. You were like, oh yeah, this is reality. Yeah, I was like, oh he's shit, having like he has been drugged. Yeah. He is hallucinating. She is present. I'm sure that her, she's, you know, talking to him. I'm sure she's, you know, she's preparing for what she's going to do. You know what I mean? Going around killing wow. his dog. All while he is like unconscious, hallucinating, drugged, whatever you want to call it. And seeing these things. I, and I, and I, and my head canon for like whenever we flash back to the date and we get, that's the weird scene where I was like, wait, 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 wait. Was this a flashback or a dream? And it pretty much confirms it's a dream whenever he turns to his, like, dead wife <laughs> and starts talking to her. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, like, was that the, did that actually happen? Is this a flashback to her sharing this big, deep thing with him? But it is, it isn't. She hadn't shared that with him. Right. So I'm like, how does he know that then? Like, in, in like, his brain. And I can, my, my only headcanon is, like, she's explaining things to him while he's in and out of this state of, like, oh. consciousness. Oh, interesting she she is kind of like villain monologuing like a tiny bit and that's just whenever right. he's actually conscious that we're getting those like monologuing moments i will say i like when i realized that this was meant to be all a reality it made me like the movie less of course it did i was like totally convinced it was all a dream because this whole 
climax. He's going in and out of a dream. He's drugged. So you can't trust what he's dreaming. Is he dreaming? Is he awake? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. And so I legitimately thought this was all a dream and that him waking up and like being disoriented and finding that he has still his two feet and like Asami's next to him and he goes and washes his face and she comes in. She's like normal. And then he falls back asleep. Good end. And he, and then he falls back asleep and falls back into his nightmare again. That's legitimately th- what I thought happened. Isn't that crazy? That's Yeah, it is. How did I miss it? How did I miss that? Well, I know. That I, can insane. See, I can see how you would. It's confusing. <laughs> I was like very confused. OK, so let's talk about let's talk about the two separate things, because I dove a little bit deeper into like. Why this is relevant and why the nightmare could be the opposite way. So let's talk okay. about it. So yeah. first we're going to talk about how Ayoyama's torture and Asami's fucked up childhood was real and that actually happened. This is the yeah. more mainstream interpretation of the movie, I guess. Um Rude, and this but okay. Under- <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love how I say that? I'm like, this uh, is the normie I'm the special one. My yeah. <laughs> Such a bitch. So Obviously, if this is how it's meant to be interpreted, I understand why this was a good for her. Oh, I don't think that this moment based on what I have read from the director. I don't think that you can. I don't think you can say this specific exact interpretation is what happened. I don't think that that's his goal. Wait, I was going to say the opposite. I read an interpretation that he said that this is the reality. Oh, that's disappointing. (laughs) He says, yes, this is the reality. And it's because. This is based on a book. And in the book, it's the oh, reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and he okay, okay, physically okay. says the torture scene is reality and not a dream. So this is this is the truth. <laughs> oh, no, I, I like that the torture scene was a reality. I'm glad that that really happened. But I think there's a lot of other shit that goes down other than that, that it's like, did it? Did it not? Even before he's hallucinating. See, that's what I want. I wanted it to be more up in the air. I didn't want the director to like explicitly tell me what it was. But anyway, so let's talk about it a little bit more. I think it's still, I think a lot is still up in the air, but go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So basically this is like her anger and torture was like a culmination of like her hatred and need for revenge for people, but especially men who lie to her and her fucked up understanding of love because of her horrible abuse as a child. Yeah. Um, so that's the interpretation, right? It's like she has that's, all these it, feelings yeah. that's like the and plot, she takes them out on him. Yeah, that's a plot. Um, she sees it as an opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So now let's talk about Japanese mythology because we have to. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I knew you would. I didn't know why, but I knew you would somehow. All right. Did all right. She? So in Japanese mythology, there is um, a snow woman called the yukiana which means snow woman and she's this mythological creature associated Mm. with like winter storms and she's said to be this spirit of a beautiful woman who died in the snow and she is beautiful and calm but she's also a ruthless killer oh okay so this is like she wears white like most of the movie Yeah. So this is supposed to be like this long running Japanese horror trope Uh of a beautiful and perfect woman who turns out to be a monster. So this is like a very common Japanese horror trope. Oh, like in movies or like just in media? In horror movies specifically. 
good for her. No wonder yeah. this one. I'm surprised that we. I'm, sur- I'm surprised it wasn't like all J horror from what you're describing. I know. I want more I know. snow well, one. But also, this is not just J horror. I feel like this is a very common trope in other cultures too. Like, you know, we talked about La Llorona and how this uh-huh. is like. There's always this story and folklore in a culture where this woman who is like scorned or whatever, and she's beautiful and she takes revenge on men. That is a very common trope. I feel like we all have a story. Is that what the woman in white is? Because like that's that's the only American parallel I can think of is the woman in white, which I don't think I quite know the story fully. I knew it when I was a kid, but I think like her lover died and then she like jumped off a cliff. But I don't know if she's like taking revenge on people. I think it's just like a spooky story. A sad person. Yeah. I mean, we talked about... In America, it's just sad. (laughs) No (laughs) justice. Yeah. But like we talked about, I mean, we did a mini episode about La Llorona and how she's like this woman who the man cheats on her and now she kills men and children. And it's like, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches be crazy. Am I right? Sweet. So let's not, you know, talk about why all these societies have to be afraid of avenging women. Why? Why is this a thing? It's because you all feel guilty. That's why. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, it's coming. I understand why men might be afraid of the consequences of their actions. Like, we can't keep getting away with this, can we? They're like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, they're going to stab us at some point, right? Like, we're doing some crazy Ah, shit. I love it. I love it. So, for me, I guess, and a common um, debate to this specific interpretation of the plot is... This idea that she like kills a woman, which is her ex-boss at like Bonefish Grill. Wait, then who's that guy? What guy? In the sack. <laughs> the sack man. That's her supposedly her record producer guy. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't okay, because they don't show the woman that she kills. That's because she's dismembered and the police have her, remember? They oh, find yeah, her all dismembered. Her pieces, all her pieces, and they yeah. find like extra body parts there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of people are mm-hmm. like, well, if this movie is about like feminism and misogyny and like good for her and like her taking revenge on men, it's like, why did she kill this woman? But I think that her revenge is more about people who lie and hurt her and not about her hatred of men specifically. It just happens to be that more men fuck with her. <laughs> I want to agree with you. And you might be right. It's just there's a line that she says while she's doing all of this to dad. And it's like, you're just like the others. Like, you're just like the See, others. that's the problem, though, right? It Why did she kill the woman then? It could mean, yeah. Well, I, who, know, so, who knows? Who's to say what she did? I don't know. They didn't tell me. They never tell you what the woman did. So I, I guess it's up to us to fill in the blanks. See, that's what I mean is like a lot of people are like, well, if this is the interpretation is that she's getting revenge on all men for treating her this way. It's like, well, you know why did she kill the woman then? Boom. I know what it is. It's proper feminism. People get confused about feminism. Feminism, <laughs> you can kill whoever you want equally. You, you can you kill have everyone equally. You have the choice. It's like when people are like, like IRL, they're like, oh, like anti-fem, they're like feminism, like feminists are so crazy. Like I want to be a stay-at-home mom, but like ugh, these feminists. And it's like feminists are stay-at-home moms too because they had that option. You can option. do whatever you want. Yeah, they weren't you can have made the to do so. So yeah, right. that's how I'm I'm like, good for her, you know, probably deserved it. So basically it is about people who wrong her and not about men specifically, is what you're saying. 
Yes. And it's just, I don't think that the story is woman hates men, kills men. I think it's woman is abused as women are and has had just about enough. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm saying, right? It's like, but it's men who are going to be the main abusers. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like more men fuck with her. So she ends up killing more men. You know, so we don't really know why. Why did she kill this woman? But that's like a common um, downfall of this interpretation. It's like, why did she kill a woman then if this is about men? Well, I think it I think it can be about. It can't be both. Right. We can't say this is like a no, we can't say this is a women, you know, taking revenge on men. This is a woman taking revenge on everyone who hurts her. And, and the tendency is that they are men. I think it's like, right. it's like if you want to call it like a social commentary, I think that's a bit generous, but it's like, of course it's men. It's not yeah. that she hates men, but it is important to the plot that it is men. Like, right. Cause like think of the audition, like as a, as a thing, it's like men being lecherous and gross and terrible to women. Like, I think that that fully represents the state of many men. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that the fact that the audition is is set up as such a like misogynist, gross thing. And yeah, Yeah. she killed a woman too. What do you think about the fact that she also implies or says, who knows, that her aunt pushed her down the stairs and broke her shoulder blades? Like, yeah. So this is really not about men. It's about abuse and it's about people in power abusing submissive people that are exactly. underneath them so but it's, it's not a feminism to note that <laughs> those people that tend to have the power over these women and are abusing their power over these women tend to be men yeah mm-hmm. it's just more often that it's men it's just frustrating for me because i want the theme to be Kill more <laughs> like i mean i want the, i i don't want them to confuse me by having her say lines that are clearly anti-men if she's gonna have like women abusers and kill women too you know i want it to be like why didn't you love me why are you lying to me i don't want it to be like all you men are the same you know what i mean like i just i want the theme to be more um fleshed out than that i guess if that's the interpretation and that's that's my downfall with this interpretation that this is all real because I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. I wonder if you would get more out of the book. I wonder if it's you get more of an explanation yeah. to that care. I bet the characters fleshed out like a lot more. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because there's so many questions, right, with the yeah. movie. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? And that's why it pissed me off that the director committed to one interpretation. Because I'm like, yeah, that's, mm, you know, that frustrates me. I wish you didn't. It's more fun when you don't. <laughs> don't tell yeah. me what happened. I'll decide. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's art, right? It's like if the freaking artist comes up to you and it's like an abstract painting and it's like, it's a it's a lizard. And you're like, the fuck? Now I don't like this painting. <laughs> no, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to see a lizard. You know what? I'm guilty of that, though, because I, I defend Jennifer's body as a queer film. I know you do. Because of what the... Yeah. But, I, but I'm defending it like out of its representation on purpose. Yeah. Like, I represent- want it to be important. recognized as representation. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because it means more to you. If it is an interpretation that is represented, right. Yeah. And then it's not if it's like not. A, no, they're not gay. It's like, the fuck they aren't. Actually, yeah. they are. And this is, this is, maybe this is for me and not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, if you think about this movie as like, all of these torture scenes are real. 
she's fucked up. She's getting revenge on people that wronged her. Uh For me, that's a more superficial and basic message than the alternative. And we can talk about the alternative now. Tell me the alternative then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my thought when I watched this was that the torture scene is all a dream and that Ayoyama has been an unreliable narrator from the beginning. Like that was my interpretation is that I can't trust anything I've seen in regards to Asami. Huh? Like what, what would make you think that he's an unreliable narrator? Cause we, he's not like a drug addict. The only thing I see is the scotch. I got you. You ready? I have, I have many, many reasons. Tell me. Oh, this is fun. All right. All right. So if we say this is a, you know, the torture scenes, a dream, blah, blah, blah. This movie is more about anxiety, self-sabotage, overthinking. Yeah. And to me, that's an important message. And that's my interpretation. And honestly, I was so confident that that was what was happening until I read what the director recommended, like what the director had thought. And I was like, oh, shit, like I had no idea. So this is my thought. Ready? So I feel like Ayoyama feels guilty about objectifying women by holding this audition. And the torture scene is his subconscious getting revenge. So here's here's reasons why I think he feels guilty. Well, so, the wife, the picture of the wife, the wife, turning away. we keep yeah. seeing the, he literally looks at I his wife. he loved his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I interpret that as guilt. Like he looks at the picture while he's looking at the resumes for his future wife. He sees images of mm-hmm. him, of her watching him from behind yeah. a tree at Turns the table the next frame. to him during the restaurant. Like there's so many yeah. images of guilt. his wife just watching it, him and judging him almost. Yeah. And part of it is like, is this supposed to be interpreted as like some sort of supernatural thing where she's trying to warn him? Or is this like his guilt projected? And I would so for me, because of what the mom yeah. said in that flashback scene, the flashback slash hallucination where she's like, no, no. And she is warning. But then she also is like, you were supposed to love only me. She says that. exactly, exactly. So I do think there's a huge component of guilt. And I think the director goes out of his way to depict Ayoyama's guilt. So that's my thought there. And then, so And Asami is constantly saying that you were supposed to only love me, which is the thing that he also projected onto his wife. Exactly. So yeah. the, I think yours totally fits. I hate yeah. the director. You know, maybe the director um, misspoke. Maybe he was... <laughs> maybe he didn't mean it. Because <laughs> I think he, he didn't mean... He didn't get it. <laughs> he didn't get it. So now we're going to talk about why I feel like Asami was never truly represented. Like, I don't think that we as an audience ever get to meet the real Asami. No, And we are only shown a couple of scenes with just her without him. And every single one of those scenes could definitely be interpreted as just his imagination. Like, when he's calling her and immediately cuts to, like, his imagination of her waiting by the phone. Like, we all have that thought when we're calling someone... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So like for me, I thought that was his like, this is what she's doing almost. So I feel like when this is basically um, my thought is like, there's a part of the movie where we see Asami and she's perfect and angelic and naive and innocent. And then all of a sudden there's an exact 180 change where she's mm-hmm. evil and psychotic and torture porny. And I think that moment of the change is when she comes out to him about her imperfection, which is her 
her burn on her inner thigh. Like that is the first time that we see her telling him something that's not very... Yeah. Like she comes out, she says, you know, I burned myself on my inner thigh when I was younger. And this has implications about abuse and sexual assault, or at least, at least that she was unhappy enough when she was younger to self-inflict pain. And that unfortunately ruins his like perfect image of her. And that's Mm -hmm. when we get this complete 180 into like, she's not perfect. She's not absolutely yeah. everything I ever wanted. And now she's the opposite. Now she's a monster. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. um, we, the audience are seeing multiple interpretations of their first date, like, or I guess their second date. So first we see like the real thing, right. We hear how he first interpreted it, like how he sees yeah. the date. Like he asked like, Oh, how's your family? I forgot to ask that. And she says, Oh, my family was close, but not too close. We were very average which is such a weird fucking thing to say. Average. It's almost like, who would say that? Like, that's not a real thing someone would no respond. No questions. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> like, like, it's not even like, we were a happy family. We're really close. It was like, we were average. Don't ask me too many questions. We were not close, but we were not, you know, distant. Like, we were very average. Like, what the, f- that's random and weird. And then the second time we hear it is when she goes into this, like, huge thing about, how she got pneumonia and she was pushed down the stairs and how she was like, she had emotional abuse. Yeah. After the drunk scotch, we hear all that. Exactly. So it's like the complete turning point of like, now he's overdoing it in the other direction. We have the pendulum swing in the other direction. And he's like over interpreting everything she says in a negative way. And it's like, okay. Um, all right. Mm. So here, those are like, the reasons why I'm like, I like the idea that the torture scene is, is fake. But here are some other more concrete reasons why I, I think the torture scene would be better fake for me. Fake it's because, a dream. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Not reality. Um, the first reason, and this is me nitpicking. So everyone just like, whatever. <laughs> oh, you've been nitpicking. I love it. That's what, that's what I'm going to nitpick more. This is it. Ready? <laughs> no, it's fun. I'm, I'm yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, Agreeing and disagreeing with a lot of things you're saying. I'm looking at it out, which is fine. Go ahead. So this is my biggest issue. Mm -hmm. You can't convince me that Asami's death was a real death. Like, you can't convince me that that wasn't a cartoon death. She gets kicked by the sun and she doesn't fall down the stairs. Like, gravity doesn't exist. She flies. She soars over the stairs. It's a... In like a, a... cartoonishly yeah it's a cartoonish way of falling down the stairs and then she still breaks her neck in a way that causes her to die but she's talking and she's only talking to him and it's well but that's the thing right it's like okay if we're going to interpret her dying monologue as fake why are we interpreting her death as not fake any of this as not fake She's literally talking. She has a broken neck. You can't talk if you have a cervical. Them's the rules. Sorry. If you have, yeah. If you have a cervical fracture, your diaphragm don't work. So you can't talk. So no, this is obviously fake. So this, this yeah, death yeah, yeah. scene fake is as fake. In not rooted in, if you want a real Reality. plot to this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like her talking to him and saying like all of these things at the end, I'm like, this can't be real. So now I'm not trusting anything so within this vision 
because this is, so classic. I, this is clearly not fake. I don't know. This is clearly not real. I don't know. So my when I watched this movie, I fully thought this was the a dream. I thought this was a nightmare because like we've all had the scenario where we wake up from a nightmare. We go, you know, get a drink of water, go back to sleep. We fall back into the same nightmare. I thought that's what the implication was. Like he legitimately was awake and everything like we talked about that scene where she they have sex and then it's like all of a sudden the sheets somewhere else and it's just like this whoosh yeah (laughs) Yeah. and she's gone and like what like that doesn't make any sense to me it's of like the supernatural in this movie like there's hints and whispers and it's very and scenes that he's not in even you know like yeah i think that i'm just surprised to hear that the director yes said that there's a like single interpretation because interpretation. I and this is again it's very classic of you Ariana and I'm so glad you did it <laughs> so, like in the coolest way in the best way you think of things that I don't because you ha- you want a boom 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 yeah you want you want to know what the correct what the right answer is like what the right story is but or or I'm okay I want confused. someone to leave it up to interpretation. I don't want yeah, someone to. Yeah, that's what kills it. That's what kills yeah. it. Yeah, that's what yeah. murdered it. I hear because you. If I he, totally if get he it hadn't now. said any of that, if we didn't know if any of this was a dream or not, think how much better that fucking movie would have been. Maybe he missed. I'm gonna pretend he didn't say that. Like legit. Right. <laughs> you know what? This is my movie now. This is all of our movies. Because at this movie, if this was real if the torture scene was the reality at most is a movie about a woman a psychotic woman getting revenge on people who have wronged her because of her abuse as a child at most and if this movie was about a man who had a perfect or what he deemed as perfect and was in love with this woman Mm -hmm. and had this horrific image of her because she told him one little thing about her life her little scar that she used to you know burn herself and that just like caused him to completely unravel for me that's like a more profound like more meaningful story to tell because that really tells me things well I like both I like both because I also like in my head I I do like both I want it to be both because I thought the same thing with how, like, this is essentially his first rebound obsession after his, yes. after mourning for years over the love of his life and the mother yeah. of his son. And he deserves happiness. And, like, as soon as he sees, like, any sort of light, he, like, he's, like, drawn to it. And he's, like, you. Like, and he puts her on a pedestal and he idealizes yep. her. And so it's, like, I love like you that said, unreliable story. narrator. Like, yes. Yeah. So that's how I saw it as well. I saw it as both. I saw it as like two, like she's doing it has one to thing be both. and he's it has doing to be another. Both because there's too many, there's too many examples of my interpretation for it not to be both. You know what I mean? No, I like agree. I do think it's, I do yes. think it's both, but I didn't want the director to commit and it kind of makes me sad that he committed because what now. What if we pretend that he didn't? <laughs> let's pretend he didn't. Yeah. What if we just wipe <laughs> that one out? Wipe that out of our dream. Yeah. Have, that was the dream the whole time, Ariana. It was a dream. It was all a dream. It was a dream. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you about symbolism, Kate, because there's a few symbols that I liked. This Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me. So 
I knew there was something going on with alcohol because one, this guy's drinking in half the scenes he's in. He's always drinking a Scoro. They draw your attention to his drink in every single scene. He is like purposely sitting down, pouring himself a drink. He's pouring her a drink. He's drinking with his friends. He's drinking while staring at her. His son's like, please eat. (laughs) Yeah, Don't forget to eat. He gives away his dinner to the son's girlfriend, then goes and has a drink. It's so insane. And the first time, the first time we see alcohol is when the two men are at the bar and they're discussing their fucked up views about women. Yeah. So I feel like this idea of alcohol is like, uh, represents like, you know, a distorted view, like a distorted reality. In one of his hallucinations, it's one of the most hallucinating hallucinations. It's like, I think it's in like one, one of the ballet scenes and everything's blue. They're, from that scene where he's at the bar and they're talking shit about the women. Yeah. That mixologist from that scene comes yeah. back in like the right. dystopian scene and the weird right. disturbing scene. So yes, 100% right. alcohol is involved in the narrative. Like they are drawing your attention. It's not an afterthought, you know, no. it's very blatant. So you're like, okay, something's up with this. Um, he even spills his scotch directly on Asami's resume. Like he's drinking. Oh, I love he's, that. I didn't know that's how that. he finds her. That's how oh, yes, he finds he did. her. That's he, right. That's right. Mm-hmm, he spills mm-hmm, and then he takes it out. And he's like, oh, and he starts cleaning it. And then he notices yes. her. And it's like, yes. OK, that's very deliberate. Yes. Um, And then obviously the fact that she like poisons him or drugs him with his drink. Mm-hmm. Of course. So we all know that's obviously very blatant. So very cool. I liked I liked the fact that we're given something so blatant like give me give me more of that something blatant (laughs) that also makes it more vague yeah it makes the interpretation more mixed up it fucks up your interpretation too because you're like why are you showing me these things okay correct i think of like the the woman in the window or whatever in like that book and like the biggest part of the book is is she a reliable narrator because she it has an alcohol problem Got a heavy holiday pour of red wine she in every poured, scene. She swirled her glass. That's the only... <laughs> the I, woman in the window. Drink every That's time she swirls her glass. If you're playing that drinking game while you read yeah. that book. Oh my God, so it's annoying. A good one. Anyway, yeah. yeah, like that. Like that, though. <laughs> yeah. There's like a scene where he's like when they first get to like their little beach house hotel getaway, whatever. And he's holding his scotch, staring at her while she's looking out over the, the ocean Mm-hmm. And he, that's like the peak of his pedestal moment where he's like, wow, yes. she's perfect. She's beautiful. Yes. And he's holding a scotch and you're like, wow, bro, you got a distorted fucking view. Wow, bro. You're really pushing that white shit down as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So everything's fine. <laughs> we love it. Let's talk about feet. Let's talk let's about talk about the feet. Let's talk about foot fetish. We mm. know something's going on about you know, this fucking foot fetish because we have his foot get cut off. We have the sack guy's feet cut off. We have the feet of the um, ballet instructors. He's got fucked up feet. He's in a wheelchair. Okay. We know this is something. It's her favorite. So like, yeah. So this metaphor of like men running around and like Mm -hmm. cheating and like lying and by cutting off those feet, you're inhibiting that it prevents infidelity and this ballet instructor he has fucked up feet because he has a perversion of you know pedophilia right Mm -hmm. so his feet are fucked up we like it we love it 
I'm here for it. The feet imagery, I'm here for it. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the weirdest fucking scene. Oh, God. My favorite slash my favorite scene. The vomit bowl. The sack guy with the vomit bowl. Let's talk about it. Yeah, 100%. Because what is this fucking sack? The whole time you're like, there's a man in a sack. He has. Again, yeah. Like, you're going to tell me that all of this is real? No. Absolutely not. It fucking is. Absolutely not. See, that's what I mean. It's like, what the fuck is Uh real and what is not? It should be a spectrum. We should all interpret it differently. And yet he committed and pissed me off. Wiping that out of my mind. Nope. It Kate's out. like, just don't think about it. Don't think about it. Well, yeah, that's not, that's how I do it. I'm like, well, this is my movie because I watched it and this is the this is what I got out of it. I don't care. That's what how you, you should think about. We were just before, guys, before we started recording this, we were talking about how Kate can have less empathy for people. This is how you do it, Kate. You just put oh, it out like, of your brain. Not how I have less empathy. How I can learn <laughs> how to I have can less teach her to not be emotionally drained. Just don't think a, about it. A funny story that made me cry. <laughs> It's hilarious. We won't tell you the funny story. No, it's really sad, but you have to laugh. Because it's not funny. It's not funny at all. It's, it is, though, um, if you work in ER. It's really bad. It's really bad. Fuck. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Sackman. Sackman! <laughs> okay, so this is my interpretation of Sackman. He's missing parts of himself. He's stripped of his humanity. He's enslaved to the whims of this woman. He's emasculated. His tongue and his fingers and feet are cut off so he can't lie. He can't run around. He can't touch other women. And he's trapped by his emotional attachment to this girl and will do anything she wants, including being treated like a dog and drinking her vomit while she pats his head. He's trapped in a sack. He's he's trapped in a sack. What else is there? An emotional sack. <laughs> <laughs> he's trapped in an emotional sack. I'm going to use that uh, IRL and no one's going to get it because, of course, they won't. No. <laughs> I'm just feeling like really like I'm trapped in this emotional sack today, you know, like just yes. full of vomit, slurping it up. Absolutely. Oh, my God. The vomit scene. Ugh, one of those days. Disgusting. Um. So the last thing I want to say. Is. Why I feel like, okay, let me ask you this, Kate. Okay. Before you watched this movie, had you heard about it being, quote, scary? Or had you heard about people's interpretations? And did you know anything about, like, the degree of scary you were about to get into? I knew, all I knew was the director was known for his surreal, violent content. Okay, so and, you hadn't and I heard anything about, about the this. author and... I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be dark because of the author and the director and what they're kind of famous for. Okay. So okay. I was trying to gotcha. not get spoilers, but. I know. Yes. To get you're really good at that. I'm really bad at it. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> tell me, put it, give it to I'm me. I'm like, tell me. I want to know everything about it. I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> well, I feel like this movie has a reputation of being like a little bit more of a scary horror movie. I feel like people okay. will like before you watch it. They like almost talk about it like, okay, this is going to get really fucked up. Maybe for like the 90s, I guess. It does get fucked up, but I don't think it's like. It was real fucked up. And it's also like. You'll sleep fine after. Very influential. So like clearly it rocked a lot of worlds, right? Like yeah. very crazy. Um, I just feel like, you know, as someone who's famously not into torture porn. Yes. Glad you brought that up. This was 
a lot less scary for me than I thought it was going to be. And I think a big part of that is like the gender reversal. Yes. Because when I don't like torture porn, I think a big part of it is this like this trope of like men torturing women for no reason, like in Hostel, Hills Have Eyes, Martyrs, Wolf Creek. Like there's always like this like almost like for absolutely no reason and just for the idea of torturing women when men will do that. And that is what freaks me out. But this movie is different in that it's like we get this creative, fun backstory that like helps us understand the torturer. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, yes. And that kind of lessens it for me and also the gender reversal, I think. Yeah. Um, It being at the end, I think, like it being a finale that had like plot meaning instead of just, well, of course the serial killer is going to skin the screaming girl. Right. It's like, that's boring. uh, why? Why do we need to see that? But like, for me, I I agree. I think it meant a lot to the plot. And I think that lessens how scary it is. But I do think this is an unpopular opinion. But I think this movie isn't that scary at the end no, of the day. Yeah. No. But I think it's probably because the majority of the horror genre's audience is or identifies as male, you know. And so I think they can't handle this idea of gender reversal even when we have a backstory and even when it means a lot to the plot, it's still like this idea of like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. Like people like all these movies that are like supposedly like horrifying, like, you know, Antichrist looking at you. Yeah. Oh, I know you are <laughs> like Antichrist misery. Like yeah. there's just so many of these movies that people are like, oh, my God, it's so scary. And it's like, OK, it's you know, I see this, but the opposite gender all the time and people are so blase about that shit you know and that kind of makes me mad but whatever does it make you mad it should make you listen that's why this is the good for her Poland. yeah that's yeah. kind of a win honestly <laughs> i know i guess i'm just jaded genre. i'm just i'm just, I'm just jaded mark... about the rest of the horror genre i know uh, you're, well, well, you're just jaded period hence True you that. telling me stories and me crying in response to them <laughs> You're just a jaded ass bitch. I don't know what to this say. This is true. This is true. Uh, no, I, I I hear you though. I hear you. I, w- I was really excited to hear. Um, I thought you would have that response because you're so anti torture porn that I was like, but what if it's a woman? <laughs> like, what if it's like? There's so many in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes. There's tons of like the, one of the main characters, like you know Sherry Moon or, or whatever, who's like doing crazy shit to guys. Really crazy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd like that. Ultra feminine. No, you wouldn't like it because I don't think you could handle. It's a lot worse. Than this. Yeah. It's a lot worse than this. It's a lot worse. I don't like it. Mm, I think I, I can't tell if it's like less scary for me because we have a backstory because it's like important to the plot or if it's because it's a woman doing it to a man. I can't tell why it doesn't bother me. Who's to say? Huh. Yeah. I thought it wouldn't, though. Yeah. Anywho, that's all I have. So I just wanted to decompress with you guys. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, yeah, and honestly, after all that, I really can't tell how you feel about this movie. I, can you give me? <laughs> can you give me a rating if you have to put a number on it out of ten? Yeah, I mean, for me, I was going to originally, like, right after I watched this movie, give it a nine out of ten. She got angry because... the more she talked. It happens. <laughs> no, like, I know it's great. I know it's very influential. I know it's important. I know a lot of people like cite this movie as like inspirations for other horror movies. So I know 
all of that. And that's why I wanted to rank it really high. But it is also not my cup of tea in regards to like, I like supernatural horror. And I like, you know, horror that has a more traditional trajectory of, you know, jump scares and things. I, you know, obviously it was 45 minutes before we even got any horror imagery. And that's like hard for me to sit down and watch something that I'm like expecting. I had to watch that three times. So much for, I know, I don't know how you did it. I would have been like, nope. I, for this, for the blurb, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I waited it out. Holy shit. The payoff is good, but yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. No, I, I wouldn't yeah. have thought this. I wouldn't have picked this movie out for you. No. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not my type of horror, but I appreciate how good it is, but I will say it also loses a point for me because the director committed to a side and because <laughs> I wanted it to be more open to interpretation and I yeah, wanted it I to you. be like a spectrum where you can pick and choose what you think is real and what's mm-hmm. not real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it bums me out that he committed. I mean, I, I understand why he committed because it is based on a book, but it's like, just let the movie be different from the book. Like, what's the big deal? You know? Um, but for me, then I, I'd give it an eight out of 10 for those reasons. Loses <gasps> two shit. points. That's very good. Okay. Eight <laughs> out of 10. All right. Um, I, I think I'm able Sorry, to... Sorry, eight out of... Eight out of 10 feetotomy wires. Okay. Feetotomy wires? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Boy, do we see him. You know, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I I can just like, you know, you know me. I'm like, you just, you didn't get it. Because I can make my own interpretation and hold on to it. So I'm fine with me. My idea of this movie is just like a surreal, extremely ambiguous, multiple interpretations, many levels to it. Um, very character driven, which I really like. Lots of gore, but fun, unique gore and um, not terrible gore, you know, not just. But like fun, like throwing a foot behind you and it hits a glass. Like, I love that shit. Eating a foot. Yeah. Eating a foot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that the abuse was handled in a, especially with children. Like I tend to have like a problem watching movies that involve that. And you're uh, right. They did it in a, as tasteful as they could. As tasteful. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even like whenever you see it, you see it as like the adult getting it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's more yeah. symbolic of the. Mm-hmm. permanence of trauma i think that the way they handle or the way they depict trauma like lifelong trauma um from child abuse and different and they talk about the different types of abuse that, that happened i thought that was very very interesting um and i and i love a i love a good revenge story and so yep i i do think god damn it the first half of this movie and it's all 90s so it's every, everything's like beige and ugly yeah it's not that fun to look at Right. And yeah, so um, and it didn't pass the Bechdel test. So for those reasons, yep. I gave this um, eight out of 10 feet. <laughs> wow. We're the I really same. liked the last bit. I really liked the last bit a lot. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, my eyes are just like looking here, there, here, there, here. There. I want to rewatch it. I think it's important to rewatch it yes. and look for evidence to support or disprove whatever your original interpretation was. I thought that the scene in her flat where she's turning into a bunch of different people and then like the man comes out of the sack and then like all of these characters that we've met are all like converging in this like horrific nightmare situation. Right. So cool. And nothing I've ever seen done before. I really like that a lot. I thought that was very, very, very neat. Like I want to watch more of this director's stuff. Yeah, I agree. Although I've heard this is probably his best. <laughs> oh, well, why are you ruining this director for me? 
just helping you out. I don't know. Jaded. You know what? Fine. Well, I like this one. I thought this was fun, but like, where does it go on our scoreboard? I don't know. Um, but before we get there, before we get to the scoreboard, we have a new, it's time for club bulletins, guys. Ooh. Shuffling my papers. Club bulletins. All right. Thank you, first of all, to our Patreon supporters for picking this movie. I wouldn't have found it otherwise. Uh, and we have a new one, guys. We have a new club VP, vice president. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, yeah. a big shout out to Avery. Um, he's from Massachusetts. And I like Avery a lot because he messaged me <laughs> on Patreon uh, and shared a couple of his favorite movies with me. And OMG, he's a bit of me. You're a bit he's of a bit me, of you. Avery. You're a bit of me. Quality the ones band. you listed. Repo, <laughs> The Genetic Ooh. Opera. Rocky Horror Picture Show, obviously. Uh, Fright Night and Killer Clowns. I was like, wait, Ooh. that's like literally you. <laughs> Avery, mm, love you, man. That's literally you. And I thought it was really sweet that um, those are those were his favorite movies. That, and he also mentioned that those were his favorite episodes of the pod. So oh, shit. happy we were able to do justice to some of your favorites, Avery. And also thank you for your support. And thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, our club officers. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and if you guys like this podcast uh, and you want to support us, just head on over to our sexy little website, nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. Scoot on over there and you can become a Patreon and get featured. Also, that's where all our sexy merch lives. So we're also updating our merch. So if you guys have any ideas for merch you want, what you like, let me know. And also, like, just talk to us. There's a little box where you can just, like, email us <laughs> and tell us how you feel. Um, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like disagree with us we love that agree with us i love that or just say hi we love that too <laughs> but anyway thank yeah. you to our supporters and uh now i'm gonna fight with ariana well no we both gave it an eight we gave it the same exact score yeah for different reasons yep we did whatever different rubric same score oof yeah i mean i'm looking at the scoreboard i feel like 30s and 40s is where i'm at i would also okay. be open to the 50s <laughs> There's a lot 30s of 30s through on 50s. See, that's that's a that's a wide one because, you know. Well, what are some of the movies you compared this to? Can we like compare it mm. to those? Yeah, I guess. Um, I misery. mean misery. Misery, where's misery on here? This felt 56. like pacing wise and big climax wise, this felt similar to misery. Very same like 90s vibes. Misery's yeah. the 80s. The other two aren't on here. We haven't done them yet. So okay. hostile and Hard candy are not on here. I don't obviously. think that we're gonna do hostile. Well, maybe. Never say never. Oh God. Oh God. Maybe well, hostile too. Wait, where's um misery then on the scoreboard? Misery is in the fifties. Let's see. Oh, um, fifty six. Yeah. Okay. What's which it, is what's near above? Antichrist. Ooh. And Terrifier too, which is also torture porn. Oh my God! They can all live together. This is the torture porn category. <laughs> The 50s. Okay. I think I would put this, I think, below Misery. And I like this Oh, movie, yeah? But I really like, I like Misery better. Kathy Bates, I mean. You're right. You're right. What you're are you right. going to do? Yeah. You're right. I agree. I agree. I could see that. Yeah. I would, I would put this between Misery and <laughs> Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that makes the most sense. You know, apples to apples. Uh, all right. Between this, I'm this fine with that. The new number 57. If everyone want to ask, like, hey, what did you think of Audition? Just be like, slightly better than Hocus Pocus. 
just just right above Hocus right Pocus. up well, that's, there that's like basically right in the middle of our scoreboard because we have like 118 so that's like yeah. pretty much exactly pretty dead good. center also just a reminder we like horror movies so most of these we like <laughs> so yeah as long as it's not like the bottom 15 you're doing pretty good so thank you everyone for recommending it and the bottom 15 is like people who are child molesters directors who molest children yeah the bottom 15 are the i i'm it's this is personal <laughs> it's personal you're right i still don't have rosemary's baby on there just because it bothers me i know i know I met, that's the only one i've never ranked because it bothered me because i don't do well with child abuse don't like it turns out true that true that well that's all i really have to say about audition ask you know three hours later a lot to say but i got it all out ariana do you feel better decompressed i feel i feel great <sighs> like a Weight has been lifted Ugh. off my chest <laughs> after oh my decompressing God. with you guys. Yes, excellent. Perfect. Um, well, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, if you like the club, hopefully others will too. Give us a rating, give us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. It makes a difference. Um, we love you and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.